MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, the 24th day of February. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a two-year-old girl, the child's mother, and five teens were injured in a shing Thursday evening near a school in Philadelphia's Strawberry Mansion section. According to police, the shooting happened just before 6 in the evening near the intersection of 31st and Norris Streets near the James G. Blaine School uh, just as an after-school program was wrapping up. The two-year-old girl was shot once in the left thigh, and her 31-year-old mother was shot twice in the thigh, police said. The baby was taken to CHOP, where she she is listed in stable condition. The mother is also in stable condition. A 13-year-old boy was shot in the hand. A 16-year-old shot in the arm. A second 16-year-old male shot once in the right arm and once in the right thigh. And a 17-year-old male suffered a graze wound to the thigh. All of them are listed in stable condition. A 15-year-old male was shot twice in the chest and he's listed in critical condition. The teen shot were students of the school district of Philadelphia. Police said they are looking for three males in connection with the shooting. The suspects were seen driving... Uh, they're saying 2011 to 2016 gray four-door Hyundai Elantra with unknown Pennsylvania tags. No arrests have been made in connection with the shooting. I got to guess it's your memory of that case last year of teenagers shooting up another group of teenagers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roxborough. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, come on, man. This uh, isn't far from there. I mean, and just from the still <clears throat> shots we're looking, like they look like children that are shooting these guns. Unbelievable. It yeah. is unbelievable. I, I mean, every I think every day this week there's been a shooting, and I woke up this morning and like when I heard this, I'm like a two-year-old. Like it just keeps getting worse. Not, you know. Like every day for the past year there's been well, a shooting. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, but but hearing this, again, the, the kids shooting at kids, it's just, yeah. uh, you know. It defies, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a sane world. Yeah. How the hell are they getting yeah. guns? It's unbelievable. Loved ones and the community at large will say their final goodbyes to Temple University police officer Christopher Fitzgerald today. A procession began just a few minutes ago and is carrying the fallen officer from the John F. Givnish Funeral Home on Academy Road in Northeast Philadelphia to the Cathedral Basilica of St. Peter and Paul on Ray Street in Center City. The motorcade will pass Officer Fitzgerald's home, Temple University, and the Temple Police Station. Just before 7 a.m., Temple Police are scheduled to carry the casket into the cathedral. A public viewing will begin at 8 a.m. and end at 11.30. The funeral service, which will include a eulogy delivered by Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro, will be held immediately after the viewing. The city of Philadelphia and the surrounding area are in mourning. The bell tower on Temple's campus is lit up in blue, and a billboard in his memory is on display in Pensacon. To ease the burden of the family, Temple University said it will pay for Officer Fitzgerald's funeral and provide free tuition for his children should they choose to attend Temple. Fitzgerald was fatally shot after a short pursuit and struggle on Saturday evening on North 18th Street near Temple University's campus. The first of two public viewings was held Thursday evening. His family was escorted by a full motorcade and greeted with a salute by the Temple Police Department. The line for those waiting to pay their respects stretched around the corner. At times, the wait was hours long. The FOP also held a fundraiser Thursday to help the family. A suspect in the shooting, 18-year-old Miles Pfeffer, was arrested at 6 a.m. Sunday at his home in Buckingham Township. Pfeffer is charged with murder, murder of a law enforcement officer, possession of an instrument of crime, and disarming a law enforcement officer. It's so profoundly sad to see the you know a, a police funeral and the uh, the whole process 
And as you learn more about uh, Officer Fitzgerald and the you know, he touched so many people, clearly. I mean, the stories keep coming, and it's just, but it's this, this procession just gets me every time. Yeah. It's, I mean, and it's he was horrific. so young. His kids are so young. Oh his wife God. is so young. Like, it just, yeah, it's so sad. So the procession, yeah, I, I was just watching ABC uh, in the office, and uh, it began already. So they're on their way, um, you know, through this. Car insurance rates are surging across the country. A new report shows premiums have gone up more than $240 on average nationwide. Car insurance prices have increased by 14.7% from January uh, 2022, January of this year. The Insurance Information Institute says several factors are driving the increase. Accident frequency and severity, the higher cost of replacements and labor to fix vehicles, more claims that involve lawsuits, and higher medical costs. So the advice from the insurance industry is shop your coverage. There are dozens of companies looking to grow their business and they want you as a customer, the Institute says. Consumers Checkbook says to consider switching to a new company, even if you get a discount with your current company to bundle your auto insurance and your homeowner's insurance. Don't be afraid to take a chance, too. My new insurance people operate out of a garage. Stop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't go right. to the garage. Oh, it's like um, mom and pop. Yeah. Shop. Yeah, we got it. Don't worry. <laughs> Switch insurance companies, uh, switching insurance companies can sometimes slash rates almost in half. And according to Checkbook Magazine survey, paying more doesn't necessarily uh, mean that you're getting better service. The lowest priced auto insurance companies often offer some of the best claim service. In sports this morning. The Sixers came back to beat the Memphis Grizzlies 110-105 to last night in South Tobias Harris made a go-ahead three-pointer with 39 seconds left. James Harden scored 31 points, and Joel Embiid had 27 points and 19 rebounds to help the Sixers come back and get it and made three of five shots in the fourth quarter, including the tying basket that made it 100 all. The Sixers rallied. They did. They rallied from deficits of 17 points in the first half and 12 in the third quarter. The Sixers played the first place Boston Celtics tomorrow night in South Philly in a nationally televised game at 8.30. The Flyers are back home tonight with a game against the Montreal Canadiens. The Flyers have 23 wins and 56 points and are in second to last place in the Metro Division, while the Canadiens have 24 wins and 52 points and are in last place in the Atlantic. Atlantic Division. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And the Union have their season and home opener tomorrow night at Subaru Park in Chester. Wow. Eastern Conference champions open the 2023 season against the Columbus Crew at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. I can't believe their season's already started, man. It seems like they were just in the championship. I want to give a, a quick shout out to a guy named Bill G. He's listening from uh, mm. Florida this morning. He's a huge Union fan uh, not able to make it to the game this weekend, which is probably okay because it's uh, still February. Mm. Uh, but he's a huge fan of the show, listens to us every day, and so he's a big fan of our show big fan of the union and big fan of sons of ben so bill this is for you uh, and last night i was with uh, sebastian latou uh, yesterday oh, nice. evening uh, they had a, a grand opening of a planet fitness in plymouth meeting and uh, he was there and he's so great he's like, a great he's guy such yeah. a nice guy so he says hi to everybody i think Excellent. he's simulcasting the games in french this year yes too. he is he was telling me oh, about wow. it yes. yeah that's really cool Played golf with him a couple times, and hearing him curse in French is hilarious. <laughs> yes, it's excellent. He's just the nicest guy yeah, in the world. Awesome. So, All right, well, listen, welcome to Friday. We are excited to bring you many things today. 
uh, including some guests and some prizes. The prizes do include Bruce Springsteen tickets. Wow! And if you paid your dues yesterday and you uh, listened to the songs or listened for them and kept track of them, then uh, we have your chance to win around 8 o'clock, as close to 8 as we can get it. We'll ask for a designated caller to buzz in and then give us the four songs from yesterday. You do that, you get the tickets going to the show. The tickets don't even go on sale till next no, Tuesday. No, no, and they will be, uh, yeah. they'll go fast. Yep, they will. So we're excited to do that with you. Our Word of the Week prize this week. We have a, a television and some other good things from The Mandalorian that we will be giving away. And uh, a couple of uh, guests on the show. Uh, today we will have, actually it's going to be a t- punchline. Uh, Jay uh, Chandra Sekar will be on the show. He is, you remember him from the movie Super Troopers, or from that whole... The Broken Lizard yeah. collective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's stopping by today, so we'll spend some time with him in the 8 o'clock hour. And also, uh, the very lovely Gina Gershon uh-huh. is going to be checking in. She has a, mm. uh, a Lifetime movie that she directed called 12 Desperate Hours. And so it premieres tomorrow night, so we will talk to her. Yeah. She was great. She came into the studio. I think she was pushing her band when she came in, right? Was she pushing a band? I think she's pushing a band. Yeah. Uh, but I just remember her being really cool. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, yeah. So we will talk to her later on this morning. And uh, we'll do all Friday things today, as we do on Fridays. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report, that's up. The Stupid Question. Stay with us, because we won't be gone long. And look, the sun is coming yeah. Nice. Yeah. The day has begun. We'll be right back. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available in select areas. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to ask you a stupid question this morning, and we will give away as a prize a pair of tickets to the Second City Swipes Right, an incomplete guide to the ultimate date nights, a show coming up at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. The question that I will ask of you is this. What Motown great got his start in a quartet called the Marquis. Mm-hmm. 215-263. WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Well, Motown Great got his start in a quartet called the Marquis. 215-263. 
WMMR. Got several birthdays to mention while we wait for your answer. Today is the 24th day of February, and we will start with uh, actor Barry Bostwick celebrating his birthday today. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show is the first time I ever saw him. Brad. Yeah. Yep. And he's great. And he went on to have a career in uh, Spin City as well. Uh, yeah. He's uh, 78 years old I, today. I think every time you bring his birthday up, I bring up this movie, Megaforce Preston, which is one of the great, bad... 80s sci-fi adventure movies. Yeah. And these guys wore spandex and drove these flying motorcycles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy how bad. It's like Solar Babies bad. What was it called again? Megaforce. Megaforce. Wait, Solar Babies was bad? It's horrible, but it's wonderfully horrible. (laughs) Is it? I watch it it every time. It's terrible. I probably haven't watched it since it was new. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we also have a very special birthday today, and there will probably be something going on in the uh, coffee break with Pierre, possibly. Oh, it's yeah. Rupert Holmes' birthday oh, today. He <laughs> loves Rupert Holmes. Just oh my God. the whole career. Dude, he hates this song so much. I don't get it. it I, 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 I don't know, know why he hates it. It's just a fun... It's also his style. Yeah, very yeah, very Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yes. Come on. But I mean, it was bizarre. funny, though, because what happened... Happened was is he was he was going on as Pierre does about the the broad amount of music that's out there to absorb and there's something for everybody yeah. and yeah. then he recoiled in terror yeah. at this song. Yeah. There's got to be something more psychological about it, like maybe a former lover. He doesn't like song. Pina Coladas. Oh, maybe yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it's cute. I think it's tongue in cheek, and uh, it's it's also a nice little uh, melody and everything. I so. think he's also like a multi Tony Award winner, right? Oh, he's I don't a, know. He's a whole bunch of Broadway. Is stuff. he? Oh, All yeah, right, yeah. fair enough. Uh, Rupert Holmes celebrates his seventy sixth birthday today. Edward James Almost was uh, in the. He was in the. He loves Peter Coladas getting caught in the rain. <laughs> Uh, Edward James almost obviously uh, Miami Vice really solidified his career. Stand and Deliver is an amazing movie. Sensational. I love the Selena movie. Uh, And he he had Katie Sackhoff on the other day. And uh, Battlestar Galactic, he was Adama. Yeah. And he was terrific. He turns, uh, how old is he today? 76 years old today. Is that the Selena movie, A Guilty Pleasure of Yours? Yeah, it, but I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah. I haven't watched it enough times where I haven't seen it. I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I do yeah, remember yeah. she dies. But that was um, that was uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez in, uh, I think, her debut. Yeah. Uh, it's also Billy Zane's birthday oh. today. Yes. Titanic, a huge hit for him. Uh, he turns 57 years old today. I I liked him in uh, Tombstone. He was great. As the traveling yeah. actor. Uh, yeah, so he is uh, turning old as he today. You know, Preston, yeah. he's uh, Zoolander's side man in, uh, in the, oh, yeah. the walk-off, the underwear walk-off. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that one, too. i got to check that out. Uh, Dominic, uh, and I'm going to mess up his name, uh, Chianese. That's right. Yeah, from uh, Sopranos, Uncle Junior. Yeah. Uh, wow, he's 92 years trained old Trained opera singer. Is he really? Yeah, he's got a beautiful voice. Yeah, there's wow. a few scenes in The Sopranos where he actually sings, but he tours as Nick, a singer. He, he does a version of the Pina Colada song that drives oh, me to really? tears. It's wow. gorgeous. Very moving. Uh, we also have actress uh, Deborah Rupp. You know what? Oh, wow. She's a cutie. I'm going to do this because uh, normally I would play You're going to rup out? I'm going to rup out, dude. I'm rupping in my God, pants. I'm rupping right one out right now. <laughs> No, I was going to put uh, that 70s show theme in there, but instead I'm going to do this. All right, and why is that? Because of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, my God. I forgot she was in that. Yes. It's a small role. It was just like the one episode, right? She plays the vision, Nick, in that series. I I think it was just the beginning, Case. I think she was in the 50s episode, and I don't think we saw her again. So are you saying she's not part of the MCU? No, she's absolutely. I just, it was not a very, um, I would have liked to have seen more of her in WandaVision. Nick, she's, a lot of people consider her on a level with the Hulk as far as power. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You never, anything can happen. Nothing to indicate it in that series, but it's it's well known in the MCU. All right, so uh, let's see. Paul Jones, who is the original lead singer of Man for Man, so probably not. I, I think it's uh, there she was just walking, walking down the street. Ah. Yeah, that's Man for Man. He's 81 years old today. All right, uh, speaking of the MCU, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yes. Uh, who was in the Black Panther series of uh, films and uh, Endgame, I think it was in. I'm, I'm trying to remember who all was in through that stretch of those last few movies. But uh, he's in Get Out. He's in Nope as well. He plays the same character in the Black Panther movie as he did in that 70s show. Uh, The same (laughs) character? No. Uh, So he turns uh, 34 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw this morning is uh, director Todd Field. Uh, Uh, And he directed In the Room. Which uh, is a... Oh powerful God. freaking movie. I was thinking about that movie yeah. the other day. It, it lives with you, man. And not to spoiler alert it, uh, and well, a, a little bit of a spoiler. I don't think he gets away with it. No, at the end. No, I don't think so either. There's no yeah. way. And yeah. who's it's um, uh, Tom Cruise's um, cousin, or whoever is the oh the bad guy. Yes, and he was in Lost. He was yeah, excellent. That guy. Yeah, he's excellent. Uh, yeah, he, he's the, uh, the the jealous husband. Yeah, they're doing a sequel called The Guest Room. Stop which, it! <laughs> stop it! Should be uh, it is a it's a great movie. It's it's Disturbing. a heavy 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 yeah. movie, but really really well done. Um, and he also directed uh, Carnival, the TV show. You're a big fan. I liked it. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. creepy. It was awesome. And he also recently uh, directed Tar. I, and I had to stop watching it. It's it bored you. Well, you're yes. more a, sa- a sacri fan. I'm a sac. Yeah. No, uh, it made <laughs> I'm me an feel- asphalt guy. <laughs> it made me feel dumb. It was a. It's it's a, the the dialogue is well over my pay grade, and um and I just I I couldn't. Couldn't well, get into it. Watch it again, but think that you're watching a, an MCU movie. And that'll make it a little bit more processable. All right, so we're looking for the answer to this stupid <clears throat> question. Uh, what Motown great, one of the all-time greats, uh, started in a group called the Marquis, a doo-wop group formed in Washington, D.C. Mm. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number, and we're going to see if we can, we can get an answer here. I'm going to go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Good morning. All right, Jeff, uh, what Motown great was in the Marquis? Well, it had to have been Marquis Mark. Marquis yeah! Mark. Yeah! 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 Wow. That's great. Oh, Dude. Right. Yeah. Terrific work. It makes complete I sense. love that answer, Marquee but that is incorrect. Mark. I'm sorry. Hang on. He got something for that. It's good work. Yeah, Wait, I think he's got to get yeah, something for that. Oh, I hung up on him. Oh. I'm sorry. Uh, call back. And we'll give you tickets to the Atlanta City Boat Show. I'll give you or the first person to call back and claim you. No, guy. we have we we took an analysis. We, we have a of special his voice. thing. Yes, we have a biorhythm yes. readout. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we got that. Didn't All you? right, we'll go next to uh, Jim. See if he knows the answer. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. All right, buddy. So, what Motown great got to start in the doo-wop group called a quartet called the Marquis? Smokey Robinson. No, sir. Oh. And Jackie Robinson? We're going to have to come back to it because nobody's getting this right. It All wasn't right. Marky Mark. No, it was not Marky Mark. 
<laughs> and the marquee is spelled M A R Q U E E, not Q U I S. All right, two one five two six three. Marquee de Mark. Marquee. I love that answer. Marquee Mark. All right, uh, I'm going to go through a couple things. We'll come back and see if we can get an answer uh, All right. to the super question. But um, yesterday, Harvey Weinstein sentenced to 16 additional years in prison Ooh. for rape, uh, a rape conviction in Los Angeles. He's not getting out of jail. Uh, currently serving, yeah, 23-year term for a sexual assault conviction in New York in 2020. Uh, in December, jurors found him guilty on three counts in uh, the Los Angeles trial. All counts uh, pertain to a woman referred to as Jane Doe 1, uh, who said Weinstein raped her at her hotel when she was just uh, when she was in town for uh, Los Angeles Italia Film Festival in 2013. Uh, Weinstein was also found not guilty of sexual battery involving another accuser, referred to as Jane Doe Two, and so on and so on. These things are all stacked. You need up. to understand how demonic Harvey Weinstein was because in the book that Ronan Farrow wrote about the whole thing and the Harvey Weinstein story, which he was desperately trying to break, but no channel would would go for it. He actually had hired members of the Mossad, ex-members, to go extort, to, to strong-arm people who yeah. are going to bring charges against him. He kind of held a reign of terror with these people. Yep. Well, he can sit back and relax yes. now. <laughs> yeah. He's got a little place to stay for a while. Such a, such a yeah. filthy, scuzzy guy. Uh, Alec Baldwin has pleaded not guilty to involuntary manslaughter charges brought against him by New Mexico prosecutors regarding the fatal rust shooting. Um, as a result, he will no longer be appearing in court on Friday today. You, you know what throws me off on this whole thing? They're, they're going to go ahead with the movie. I know. They're going to make this movie. I know. Why would you do that? I agree. Uh, it's not a good idea. No. Any, any, any movie that's had some type of incident likes, you just need to scrap it. So when they made The Crow, they were like 80% of the way through The Crow when Brandon um, Lee got killed, got shot on the on, on set accident. So they had a whole the whole movie basically in the can, right? So uh, that I can understand. Yep. They had just started shooting this thing, yeah, and that was like a passion project of yes. Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee, really, yeah. it was going to make him a, a big star, yeah. Um, so uh, a judge declared Thursday that the Thirty Rock actor is to have limited contact with potential witnesses as Rust plans to resume filming, like Steve was saying, and he's also prohibited from consuming alcohol and possessing weapons. Including firearms, a preliminary hearing is expected within a few months. Bizarrely, are prohibiting him from using a bounce house. Oh my which god! Which I don't know why they would do that. They must have their reasons. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe because he just can't have that kind of enjoyment right now. <laughs> You're not waiting. allowed. All right, we're going to see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, what well, Motown great got to start in a quartet called the Marquise? And I will go to Beth and see if she knows the answer. Hey, Beth. Good morning. Hey, how are you? Wonderful. All right, Beth. To which uh, Motown great are we speaking? We are speaking about the great Marvin Gaye. The great Marvin Gaye, yes. Hang on a second, Beth. Marvin. We're going to set you up with uh, tickets. Oh, yeah. I bet you're wondering how I knew. That isolated vocal. About your plans to make me blue. One of the greatest singers ever. With some other guy you knew before. Between the two of us guys, you know I love you more. (laughs) It took me by surprise, I must say. When I found out yesterday, don't you know that I heard it through the grapevine? Not much longer Dude, would you be mine. I was really enjoying that, too. You know? Marvin, we're hearing something. <laughs> he was doing it in beat, though. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I heard it through the grapevine. Oh, I'm just about to lose my mind. Honey, honey, well. Listen to that. 
I mean, amazing. Besides the farts. I mean, uh, the, um, what a voice. Just amazing. Yep. All right, so we're going to set Beth up with a pair of tickets to the Second City Swipes, right? <laughs> I can't believe you did that. An incomplete guide to ultimate date night uh, presented by the Kimmel Cultural Campus. March 10th and 11th, a cast of comedians cover everything that turns us on and off about love, dating, and relationships. Tickets and information at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Uh, Pedro Pascal has admitted that he has little memory of the moment that he was actually offered the lead role of Joel in The Last of Us. Uh, the actor may have won millions of new fans for his gruff, grizzled portrayal of the anti-hero in HBO's epic video game adaptation, but he's not exactly exactly clear on how he got there. Uh, on talking about landing the role, he said, it's a bit hazy because I had stayed up very late meeting everyone and was very excited, so I took a sleeping tablet. And when they called me to offer me the part, I was so drowsy they had to repeat the offer, and I then completely forgot... And when I woke up the following morning, I thought because of the time difference between London and L.A. that I would be waiting by the phone all day to hear if I got the job. They already told oh, him he got the job, he got had, it. and he had no idea. He, you, you said you played the game or a part of the game? Yeah, I played some of it. Okay. So my, my son, Carter, has played it through several times. He's like, you've got to check this game out. So and I, I just, started playing it, and I didn't follow through. I should go back to it. Really. I just finished it for the second time, and, ah. and it's so good. It, it's terrific. And, man... Tonally, Pedro Pascal gets that character and that paternal, gruff, um, dystopian, what am I going to do? You know, that that conflicted character. He's just nailing it. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's, it's yeah. an excellent show. Uh, this is heavy. This is pretty intense. Paris Hilton opened up about a traumatic experience that she had when she was a teenager in a new interview with Glamour. Uh, she told the outlet that um, she was actually drugged and raped oh, by an older man when she was 15 years old. I've never heard this story before. These stories, she was. She talked about being abused at that boarding school uh-huh. she was sent to, and actually that, that caused legislation to take place, but I never heard this. Yeah, she met with the unidentified man at the Westfield Century City Shopping Center where she would hang out with her friends almost every weekend. She said, um, older guys would always just be hanging around the stores and they would uh, they would talk to them and give them their pager numbers. And one day Hilton said her friends were invited by a group of men over to their house where they were given berry wine coolers. Uh, Hilton said she didn't drink or do anything back then, but one of the guys insisted that she drink one of the wine coolers. She said, when I had maybe one or two sips, I immediately started feeling dizzy and woozy. Mm. She said, I don't know what he put in there. I'm assuming it was a roofie. And later, she recalled having visions of him on top of me, covering my mouth, uh, being like, you're dreaming, you're dreaming, and whispering that in my ear. Wow. Well, never knew that. So the other day, she releases her her baby's name, and and this story. I know. Yeah. So, But this was part of an interview she she did with uh, Glamour, so terrible to hear that. Uh, on Thursday, Hacks star Jean Smart revealed on Instagram <clears throat> she's recovering from a successful heart surgery that she had. Huh? She said February's American Heart Month, uh, a time when the nation spotlights heart health. Uh, so it feels important to share with all of you that I'm recovering from a recent uh, successful heart procedure. Uh, she said, I am fortunate to have excellent professional care and support from families while I continue to recuperate. Is she in that ad for coronavirus? Yes. Yeah. yeah, she is. Her and, and Pink she's, and she's Questlove. In, in and, favor of it. Yeah. No, no she's no. not in favor of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's, she's saying that she's in danger of it because, because of her heart, of her heart. Yes. Okay. Do you watch Hacks? 
No, and it's it's on the list oh, of, of I need to get to eventually. So if you like, I like it more than Mrs. Maisel, uh, I think, and okay. I like Mrs. Maisel, but this this is. Um, Did they renew it, Steve? Because yes. I love it oh, too. Oh yeah, oh All yeah. Right. So there's a. Uh, it just has. It has a lot of. I mean, oddly enough, we're talking about her heart, but it has a lot of heart. But it's also. Caustically funny. After every episode, they have a uh, you know a sort of a roundtable with the stars and the yeah. producers and whatever. And it's really cool. And at the end of the last season, which I think was season two, uh, they basically were like begging HBO Max. So why don't you renew us for season yeah, three? You know, yeah. but I'm glad that it's coming back because I love that show. It man. is great. All right, according to Entertainment Tonight, this year's Academy Awards will have a crisis team in place for the first <laughs> time. In the award show history. Seriously. Just have goddamn security. Dude, I, you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing, like, the, the prison riot. Yeah, team. yeah. <laughs> These guys in all black and helmets and shields. They come, yeah, they come running when something happens. With, uh, like, electric cattle prods. This is their crisis team. Uh, so this They're going to be standing around doing nothing the entire broadcast. Yeah, but you know what? They've learned that they need some kind of... Uh-oh. I mean... I mean they, they need someone who has permission to go up onto the stage to remove somebody yeah. in case something happens, you know? Because even if they did have security there, security in the past probably would have been like, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, the stage is off limits, right? <laughs> you know that gun they use in I, 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 in Running Man? Yeah, the, with the, the, the balls that go yeah, out? The net. They need that. Yeah, they need the net, uh, the net gun. Uh, so yeah, this comes in response to the uh, the Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock incidents, uh, and last year's. Uh, so Glenn Weiss, the executive producer, uh, said we go in with a really good plan for the for the known. I think they should you have use- to be ready for what may transpire for what you didn't plan. Preston, use them for people who go on too long with their speeches too. That's a good yeah, idea. Stun too. gun them, tase them. Yeah. Now that I'd pay good money. Could you to imagine see. dragging over Hollywood ledge like Liza Minnelli by her feet? <laughs> you didn't listen to the music. We were playing the music. We told you, bitch. That's your warning. You you jump. Uh, Ellen Pompeo starred in her last episode as a series regular on Grey's Anatomy on Thursday. Uh, according to E News, Pompeo played as played uh, Meredith Grey in over four hundred episodes over nineteen seasons. Uh, series creator Shonda Rhimes took to Instagram to say farewell to the character. She said, what a journey these 19 seasons have been. The show's meant a lot to me because it's been very difficult to avoid it as effectively as I have. Rhymes wrote, uh, wouldn't trade them or you for the world. Beyond excited for your next chapter. See you later, Dr. Gr- yes. Gray. So, yes. Queen. Slay queen. <laughs> um, okay, so the upcoming season of Succession will be its last. Creator Jesse Armstrong told the new yorker on thursday does that so you guys who are succession fans yeah. does that make sense to wrap it up now? i was surprised yeah. uh, it went on this long i mean they, they could have wrapped it up at any point um, I, I like having finite endings to series yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. like when they drag them on too long and yeah. uh there's only so many stories that you can tell and now you you just got into it preston yeah so, so you know there'll be an ending that i'm, I'm yeah. glad to know that actually yeah, yeah the, rather than uh, when they really drag these things on and on and what on are they doing on mars <laughs> yeah yeah uh he said uh there's a promise in the title of succession uh i've never thought this could go on forever the end has always been kind of a, a present in my mind uh, from season two, I've been trying to think, uh, is it the next one or the one after that or is it the one after that? Uh, the decision was made late last year as they started to plot out the fourth season. He said, we played around various scenarios. Uh, we could do a couple of short seasons, two more seasons, or we could go on for ages and turn the show into something rather different and be more rangy, freewheeling, kind of fun show where there were, uh, good weeks and bad weeks. Or 
Uh, we could do something a bit more muscular and complete and go out sort of strong, and that's definitely always my preference. So, again, we were talking about Battlestar Galactica, and, and Katie Sackhoff had brought up how... Uh, some people weren't. It wasn't as violent a reaction as like with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You know how wrapped up and people were freaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's hard to the longer you go, yeah, to provide an ending that's going to satisfy people and invested that amount of time. Agreed. Uh, they've won thirteen Emmys since debuting. He said it's been a difficult decision because uh, with the collaborators, with the cast, my fellow writers, they've just been so good, and I feel like I've done the best work I can do working with them. Trangela. So, uh, and tarantula. So, no, it's it's coming to an end. Speaking of coming to an end, that's it for the Goldbergs. Series will end its run at the conclusion of its current 10th season. It should have ended two seasons ago. Uh, Nick, it could have probably three or four. But, yeah. but it's, um, yeah, and listen, I have loved this show, but there was a, a definite point where I think when Adam Goldberg ceased to be the showrunner. Yep. Where they did a lot of gimmicky stuff that that I mean the the cast was there and capable certainly yeah but it just wasn't landing the writing wasn't there yeah so the series will end uh, and it, by the way it's the Goldbergs is the longest running action network comedy currently on air uh, so that's that's a network comedy yeah uh, created by Jenkintown native Adam Goldberg of course the series conclusion comes following a tumultuous 2021 when the show had lost two cast members George Siegel died yep. Uh, and then Jeff Garland left after some misconduct allegations against him surface. Uh, so they killed off his character as well. Uh, since premiering in 2013, the Goldbergs has become a Philadelphia favorite. That surprised uh, Adam Goldberg, who told the Inquirer in 2018 that he did not realize his show meant something to Philadelphia. He said, I was just kind of writing for my family and friends, but it ended up... Uh, speaking to the whole city, and it was something that took everyone here by surprise. We had no idea, he said. Uh, so it is indeed coming to a close. Uh, a couple more quick things. Um, Entertainment Tonight exclusive reports at Parks and Rec stars Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman will both be joining the cast of the Umbrella Academy for its final season. Oh, wow. Uh, Malala and Offerman, who are married in real life, will play a mild-mannered married couple named Jean and Jean, uh, who are college professors, according to Malala. She said, I mean, the deal's not quite closed yet, but let's pretend that it is. Uh, they're expected to start filming in a couple of weeks. I, we, uh, My family and I tried season two, and we just fizzled out on really? it. Really? Yeah. It wasn't catching you. It got a little... Super duper complicated and yeah. kind of hard to follow, but I'll, I'll go back to it eventually. Sometimes, sometimes they do that. Yeah, but we loved, loved, loved season one. Or wait, I'm sorry, season three. I'm sorry, uh, season three is where we bailed on it. We, we loved season one and two. Do you think it's possible for them to join the cast of season one and season two? You, even though they've already taken place? Maybe. Uh, okay. I don't know. Maybe edit them in. All right. And then, uh, let's see. Variety reports. Warner Brothers uh, CEO David uh, Zaslav announced during an earnings call Thursday that multiple Lord of the Rings movies are in development. Don't do that. Right. They've done enough of them. Why? I don't. No, no filmmakers have been named yet, but Peter Jackson, Fram Walsh, and uh, Philippa Boyens. Now for this crap. <laughs> Even Gandalf? Gandalf's at it. I'm not enchanted by Middle-earth anymore. They're just midgets to me now. <laughs> uh, so they said in a statement that Warner Brothers and Why Embracer... Why you get into your thatched cottage so I can set it on fire? <laughs> they said that uh, they've kept us in the loop every step of the way. Uh, we look forward to speaking with them further to hear their version vision for the franchise moving forward. So. Uh, 
Wow. Again, I watched the, um, you know, there was the first trilogy and then the second trilogy. Uh, the first trilogy is is just a masterpiece. Yeah. Beginning to end. Sprawling amazing. The Hobbit movies are really good. Had there not been the Lord of the Rings movies before, mm. they would be, you know, on, on a whole other scale. But then they tried the, the Rings of Power. I don't know if you guys tried to watch it. I tried. I could not get into oh, it. Same, dude. I yeah. nailed. I, I might, the man. money's there, but there's not. Didn't they spend a billion dollars on it? Yes. That? Wow. Yeah. That's what? like a billion. A, it's the most. It's like a billion. Wow. But the problem is Stallone's the showrunner. Oh, no. Has he never read the books? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was about a jeweler. <laughs> Will you? The Rings. Hi, my name is Asai. I'm the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Whatever you're looking for. I know engagements can be kind of hard. You have a 100-day money-back guarantee, yes, right? Yeah. It's over 99 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a billion. Well, that might be the problem. If Stallone's the showrunner. <laughs> well, okay. Actually, I had to lie to have one more story. Oh, um, yeah. Ryan Reynolds has set up a feature comedy boy band at Paramount, which will reunite him once again with frequent collaborator Sean Levy. So it's called Boy Band. Uh, Reynolds, who origina- uh, originated the story, will produce via his Paramount-based banner. Details of the project are being kept on Backstreet. <laughs> but it can be described as a boy band reunion movie. Uh, the reunion of musical acts from the 90s and 2000s have proven to be fertile ground uh, for comedy with Peacock series Girls 5 Eva being a notable example. Oh, um, for Eva. What he did, um, so after Deadpool, uh, you know, uh, and and that obviously got him on the radar, I, I went through the list of, like, Netflix movies that he's produced. I mean, he's had a good oh, track record, yeah. a really yeah. good track record. Tell me why it's unclear what role Ryan will take on, but he has already shown himself capable of carrying a tune with Spirited, Apple's <laughs> Christmas movie that premiered late last year. That was my issue. They... they, they, they they're not singers, but the movie was... They, they got through the songs, he and Will Ferrell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he and Will Ferrell did uh, many musical numbers in that, so uh, who knows if he'll be singing in this or not. All right, uh, new movies opening on a Friday. Here we go. Ah, this one changing up a little bit. Here we go. Movies opening this weekend include Cocaine Bear, a mystery thriller comedy starring Carrie Russell, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Oh, it's his birthday today, by the way. I oh, missed him. Oh I thought God. I saw that. We had him in the studio. We did. And uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson as well. Uh, inspired by the 1985 true story of a drug runner's plane crash, missing cocaine, and the black bear that ate it. Uh, this wild thriller finds an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converging in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound apex predator has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and gone on a coke-fueled rampage for more blow and blood. Uh, it's an hour and 35 minutes long. It's rated our wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 72%. Right. Which is respectable. Yeah. And uh, Elizabeth Banks directed, and uh, I think it's uh, there's a cameo by Ray Liotta. I think it's his last movie. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we talk about how cute bears are and stuff. Um, I love them. I wanted to let you guys know, and this is just a sidetrack, and we can get back to what you're doing, Press. Uh, I took my daughter to a, um, a college tour at Muhlenberg yes. on Monday. That's where most a lot of bears go there. Steve, they had two, in one of their buildings, they had two stuffed polar bears. Oh, wow. These, I... I'd never been next to a polar. <laughs> this, these 
things were gigantic. I couldn't yeah. believe how big they They're were. Enormous. Holy crap! Thank yeah. you, Preston. <laughs> Movie opening this week. <laughs> They're just big bears. They're so big. <laughs> uh, Mummies is opening. It's an action comedy. It stars Joe Thomas, Eleanor Tomlinson, and many other people you don't know. Uh, the plot is Mummies follows the fun adventures of three ancient Egyptian mummies who live in an underground secret city hidden in ancient Egypt. The trio includes Princess, former cha- charioteer, and his younger brother, along with their pet baby crocodile. Uh, through a series of unfortunate events, mummies end up in present-day London and embark on a wacky and hilarious journey in search of an old ring belonging to the royal family, which was stolen by the ambitious archaeologist Lord Carnaby. What the it's hell a, is it this? It is a uh, steaming crock of crap. Uh, it's an hour and 28 minutes long, rated PG, limited theater release, Rotten Tomatoes, no score. And that's a bad sign. And then finally, opening this weekend is We Have a Ghost. It's comedy starring David Harbour, Anthony Mackie, and Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, finding a ghost named Ernest haunting their new home turns Kevin's family into overnight social media sensations. But when Kevin and Ernest go rogue to investigate the mystery of Ernest's past... Uh, they become the target of the CIA. Woo! Two hours, six minutes long. It's rated PG-13. It's in theaters and streaming today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a fairly low 45% score. All right, we're ready for clips. Start with this. Season two of Bel Air picks up with character Hillary at a major crossroads in her life. And in this clip, actress Coco Jones spills the tea on what fans can expect. Fans can expect a lot more drama. There's a lot more. Me and Jazz are booed up real bad. And then, of course, something happens. Somebody from my past comes into my life and things get really ghetto. I don't I don't, want, I don't think I want to see it. Bel Air Season 2 is out now on Peacock. Did anyone uh, take a dive into this? This is the Fresh Prince reboot? No. Nope. Okay. No. Next clip. Here we go. When a movie wraps up, actors have a tendency to take mementos from the film set. And here, director Elizabeth Banks talks about the props she took from her latest film. Cokie, these are these nice gentlemen would sort of walk around with Cokie as like a lighting reference. And now that head is in my house. Wait. Shut up, Demi. Um, yes. Cokie? I guess she's calling, is that the, is that the bear? bear? Yeah. Okay. You should, have, uh, you should have explained that. Cocaine Bear is in theaters today, as we mentioned earlier. And there you go. That's the last bit of information I have in the entertainment report for you this morning. Uh, I have some additional information to oh, add, though, concerning wow. our show today. I had already told you we're going to have uh, Jay uh, Chandra Sekra on the program uh, from uh, the... Broken Lizard yes, West, yeah. group. Uh, uh, Super Troopers. Super Troopers and everything. Uh, Gina Gershon will be joining us, but also joining us today in our studio, uh, the head coach of your Philadelphia 76ers, what? Doc Rivers. Oh. Is gonna it's going to happen? Whoa, whoa, it is going to happen. Whoa. And uh, George Niang is going to be Are here. you serious? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So they're going to be two separate uh, times? Yeah, 9.30, somewhere in and around that area. I want Because I, I was at the game last night, I want to ask George about... It got a little heated uh, in the final seconds of the, and, and George was a part of that. I asked him about that. Did right. they ask you to jump in? No, oh, no. Damn. I was so high up. Uh, yeah, there, it would have taken me way too long to get down there. <laughs> Is that the most exciting game you've been to this year? Um, yeah, because they came from behind. Now I've seen, I've been at a few games where they had. 17-point leads and have given them up. Yeah, I was watching last night. It sounded yeah. like the building was really loud. Yep. They said it sounded like it was a playoff game. Yeah. Wow. I mean, oh, that's cool. That's they, awesome. They had, they were behind the entire game, you know, and they'd gotten within five, gotten within six, and then they would be down by 12, and you know, so the fact that they, you know, 
tied it up and rallied, then, and then rallied him one. It was it was awesome. And and the play with with Harden at the end, him diving on the ground uh, at midcourt and getting the ball to to Joel, and it was yeah magical. All right, well, we'll yeah. talk to those guys in the studio. Well, who fine. knew? Very cool. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. It is indeed Friday, so hang out with us in your no sad broness. Because we'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic is almost here. Friday, March 3rd at Montage Mountain. You don't want to miss this spectacle on snow as these cardboard creations attempt to make the finish line with cash prizes and pride on the line. Come for the cardboard. Stay for Mountain Fest. Two days of live music mountainside. Friday night, it's ever clear. Saturday features lit and fuel. With a fireworks show on the snow to cap it all off. For tickets and the helpful Discover Depot travel guide with lodging and activities info, visit WMMR.com or text CARDBOARD to 39333. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic. Sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your packaging solutions. And from Montage Mountain and 93.3 WMMR. We're going to get to the connoisseur in just a moment as some really good uh, food-related stories to pass along to you. But uh, before that, a couple of shout-outs, if you don't mind. Um, Good to go. Uh, and by the way, the biggest shout-out goes to Nick McElwain today. Because <laughs> we might get a live one on the air. Oh, that's right. Nick has his colonoscopy today. Around noonish, something like that, Nick? I brought in my can-do flushable wipes. Oh, okay. ah, nice. Good. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I you still can't flush them, though. Uh Make me. <laughs> I'm just I'll, saying plumbers say that. Yeah. Right, yeah. They can say whatever they want because I'm flushing them down Nick, the toilet Nick, just uh, put them in the sink. It's, it, it's it, yeah, there's some gurgling going on, and uh, it's been an interesting 12 hours. All right. Is this your first? It's my first, yeah. All right. And it, yeah, it's like a I'm so happy we're all yeah. here together Yay. today for his first. 12.30 today. Yeah. All right. Well, hang in there, dude. You're Thank supposed you. to get a large chocolate chip cookie cake for your first colonoscopy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I all didn't right. get one of those. I know. We now made it a tradition. <laughs> okay, good. From here on out. Uh, by the way, here's a shout out. And uh, this email is from Brandon Cohill, and it says, Hey, Roast Beefs. <laughs> Writing to request a birthday shout out for our best friend, John. Uh, and I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. I guess it's Bees, B I E S Z, or Bies. Bees. Uh, this is both from Brandon and Dean. He says, The three of us have been tight, tight friends for 20 years. And the bond grew even firmer and thicker because of our mutual love of Preston and Steve and Casey and Nick and Kathy and Marissa. Uh, He says, every time we golf, we listen to sucking on a chili dog loudly. (laughs) And recently, he said, the group behind us was even singing along. And we have our own characters like Preston's Noticer and Connoisseur, etc. And we recently came up with The Indulger, where if one of us suggests something, another whiskey or cookie or both, the indulger cannot help but indulge. Oh, I love that. Uh, and his birthday is on the 26th. Uh, he's an avid podcaster, so no sad bro if you don't get to it right away. Much love. That's from Brando and Dean. So here's a shard out to their bestie, John. The three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. Uh, This one is a couple days late. It says, hey, I'd like to request an anniversary shout-out for my wife, Amanda Joy. Uh, She was on your show years ago a few times when she played with the Philadelphia Handbell Ensemble. Yes. Hey. Uh, 
February 21st will be our 14th wedding anniversary. Play all our bells. You have other bells, Wait, right? your bell uh, has a higher register, right? Yeah. I'm the bass. I'm the the bass in the Oak Ridge Boys. And then you got the handbell over there, yes. too, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> all right, so February 21st will be our 14th wedding anniversary as well as our 18 year mark 18 years together. We've been living together since I was 19, and it's been a hell of a ride. We went from being two kids with no direction, trying to figure out what to do with our lives, uh, to parents of our three girls, Lily, Emil, and Madeline, Aww. and eventually business partner. So she's so much more than I deserve. I'm beyond fortunate to have her in my life. Thank you for all you do, and happy anniversary. That is from Matt Chandler. So this is for Amanda Joy, a Charlotte. So happy anniversary, And I'm guys. thinking, Press, I would like to start a band with nothing but bells and saxophones and call it Bell Sax. What do you think? Bell Sax. Oh, so it sounds like ball, ball sax. sax. I gotcha. Love it. <laughs> Go run with Wait, it. come on. That was good. Come on. That, was, that was good. All right. You, case, you then, can correct it with a dad joke. Uh, I just, no, 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 no. I'm not going to, but can I give you a little piece of um, history? Go ahead. Did, everybody knows about um, Achilles, right? Yes. And so, Achilles but, heel? Yeah. yeah. But uh, did you guys know that he had a brother named Bofides? So the mom dipped Achilles into the river and held him by his heels, but Bofides, they held him by his testicles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. The punchline is Buffy's nuts. Okay. <laughs> it still works. Does it? Even if it's not working. Does it, yeah. does it really work? But you see, both of these, because, you know, the Achilles, that was the one spot that was not hit. And then she was holding both of these nuts. Yeah. That was the nut. I don't know if it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the kind. Hey, Casey loved it. And that's so, all. Oh, if one person got some entertainment that's out of it, that's all that matters. Steve even if it's I, I enjoyed it. All right, and then I want to send a shout out uh, to our friend uh, Christine, oh, Christine at Trinity Rehab in oh. uh, King of Prussia. She is a miracle worker. She's the gal that got my shoulder back up and running, and she is now back with Trinity Rehab in King of Prussia. So she's responsible for your yep. re-embracing of golf. She's awesome. I'll give her a second one. Love Christine. So the, good to have you back, Christine. And I, I have one, Steve, you got one. Yes, yeah, so last night we had the Kitty Cuddle at the Living Room and Cricket Cafe in Ardmore. It was a wonderful evening. Thank you to everyone who attended. And someone who worked it is our favorite Shannon Grasso. And her son, Anthony, get this, Anthony's turning 13 today. He's becoming a teenager today. Yay! And so happy birthday to you, Anthony. And her other son was there, and I'm forgetting his name. I apologize. But you, you guys were great. Thanks for working the event, and thanks to everyone who attended. And a shark? You know, I'm going to do it. Gonna, you got to do that. I'm going to change it up. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right, uh, let's ring the bell. Connoisseur time. Oh, yeah, I have some stories from the world of food to share with you this morning, gang. We're going to start with a recall, actually. Uh oh. About 2 million air fryers uh, branded Kasori have been recalled due to a wire connection that can overheat and cause a burn or a fire. Uh, the maker has received 205 reports of their air fryers catching fire, burning, melting, overheating, or smoking. And the products were sold at Best Buy, Target, Home Depot, Amazon, and many other retailers. It costs about $70 and $130. We use our air fryer all the time. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Uh, for reheating things, it's great. Or, uh, But I'll tell it you really this. It really is. Uh, we, and the, so we have another one. What was the, it was the smart pot or something that was? Oh, yeah. Um... Yep. I know what you're talking oh, about. That was all the rage for a while, yeah, right? Yeah, we have one. Yeah. I've forgotten the, the product oh, name of it. Yeah. But the new microwave, so we're re- redoing our kitchen, and the new microwaves have built-in air fryers. Have you seen that? Oh. No. Yeah. 
pretty cool. Mm. So my uh, air fryer is not. I want the kind that we're looking at a picture now, where it's kind of like a basket that you drop yes, in. Right. Yeah. I don't have that. My air fryer is, looks more Shelves. like. Yeah, it's more like a toaster oven almost. Yeah, so that's the one we got. Yeah. Michelle got us one, and I haven't really delved into it too much because I want the basket type yeah. as well. Yeah. And so basket I'm thinking about is, getting a different one. It's what we have and use the most often. It's really yeah. good. So yeah. my brother uses his all the time, uh, and his is a Ninja Basket one, and, and he makes French. You said? I said fresh cut. I meant to say fresh cuts, but I, I added, added an N. I added an N. Oh, Casey, what's the name of that brand? <laughs> That was the best place to listen to a show this morning, and they said you sell hardware that has a, a vagina on it. It's a product by Bofides. <laughs> Bofides, yeah. You want the Bofides. Anyway, uh, I saw a video of somebody making pancakes in their air fryer the other day. Yes, and it was, it's, it's awesome. It, it is, but I can't do it in mine because I don't have the basket one. Why do you want to make pancakes in an air fryer? I Because you can. Hey. You make them in a skillet. Okay. Know, and Preston, what's the difference? If he folks? could make pancakes in the shower, he would do it. I guess so. <laughs> You're damn right, I would. It's just I, like I, one of those things. Is like, what can, what else can we make in there? I know. I, 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 you guys know, I have issues with kitchen gadgets. Right. Uh, I, when, when you, why, why do you need a special, you know, melon baller? Well, yeah, or egg scrambler. Yeah. Scrambles it inside the egg. You lazy bastard! <laughs> yeah. Crack it open and uh, grab a fork and whip it. All right? And whip so, it good. And whip it good. <laughs> or garlic press. Shut up. Use your knife. Technic anyway. press or garlic comma press. Uh, that might be, they might okay. be referring to me. I don't know. So, But I do get uh, the legitimacy of air fryers if you want to avoid, uh, uh, you know, frying yes. things in oil yeah, yeah, yeah. and so on like that. So, um, yeah, I, I want to explore a little bit more with air fryers. But I'm with you, Casey. I yeah. want to get a, a different kind. Yeah. I told Rochelle I wanted one because a lot of times it seems like the the amount that you can make is fairly small in an air fryer. In the basket one, you can make a decent amount. So Rochelle bought, like, she went to Costco, and she got one that was the size of, <laughs> you know, a, a human? An oven. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, that's too big. We can't, no. So we had to take that back. Uh, but anyway, uh, these particular air fryers have been recalled, and the product is a Kosori, C-O-S-O-R-I. You talk about kitchen fires. I just got about five of them I got from Amazon. Uh, you see the the the, the, the uh, flame-killing sheets that you pull out? Yes. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're, apparently they're awesome. I did the research on them, and they really work both for oil fires and regular fires. Yeah. But you just take this thing, throw it over the fire, and it extinguishes it. Have you seen these, Kathy? No. So what you do is you I'm keep... not often in the kitchen, so I don't really <laughs> use the gadgets. <laughs> Can you go to the kitchen and get some wine? <laughs> uh, but you leave it on a, on a hook. It's just like a red bag, and you pull down on, on right. two straps and the blanket. Yeah. We've got that, too. Yeah. I, just, I don't know where it is. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I, I've got about 40 fire extinguishers. I don't know where yeah. they Hey, I've got a, I got a ladder. I got a fire ladder. I don't know where yeah. the hell that oh, thing yeah. is. I will prop my fire. I had my fire extinguisher set on fire. Right. Yeah. right. All right. Uh, next. Order up. All right. So I had somebody request this. Uh, Lent has begun. And so, therefore, they were curious about some uh, Lenten options. Uh, here's a couple things that I saw. Is Lenten a word? Yeah, Lenten. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Smashburger is celebrating the season with the beer-battered Pacific Cod sandwich. Oh, okay. Uh, feature Pacific Cod dipped in <laughs> beer batter, American cheese, lettuce, sliced tomato, and tartar sauce. Isn't the filet of fish cod? 
Yes. Probably. Yeah. 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 When I worked at McDonald's, Steve, uh, I'm not Catholic, but growing up, uh, I worked there and a lot of my friends were. And normally, uh, during the lunch rush, you would make two filet fish (laughs) And during Lent, uh, you would make like six, eight. Well, uh, you know. Dude, I used to eat those all the time. Yeah, they're, they're not, not bad. bad they are not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. They were designed wholly for that, uh, you know, that yeah. religious but reason. But there was like an eight-week stretch where we made a lot of filet fish Oh, yeah. And then um, Burger King had the whaler. Was that whale? Yeah, right. I remember the whaler. Yeah. yeah I think it was yeah. a whaler. Yeah. 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 They, well, uh, and then the, the both of these <laughs> <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> it's nuts, you know, and uh, yeah. you know, it's not meat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, also, churches, but you had to order in porch to geese. Church's chicken has uh, butterfly shrimp now available. Oh, uh, the meal includes eight butterfly shrimp, uh, cocktail sauce, French fries, honey butter biscuit. When those and things are flying in the, it's the season, and you have the shrimp flying around your flowers, the butterflies, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just gorgeous. beautiful. Uh, a variety of other seafood meals will be available for a limited time as well, including the uh, the fish sandwich, the fish platter, and fish and shrimp meal. Well, let me ask you where you stand on butterfly shrimp, on popcorn shrimp, all the various iterations of shrimp. Do you like? Yeah, really? Okay, yeah, I love shrimp. Yeah, not my thing. What? Yeah, I know. Oh, and I, everyone man. I know loves them. It looks so good, but I've never, never liked the no, taste of shrimp. Oh. Shrimp scampi, shrimp and potatoes, shrimp and <laughs> oh. pineapple shrimp, shrimp, gumbo, shrimp, <laughs> gumbo, shrimp salad, shrimp sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, like shrimp. That's about it. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, I love shrimp tempura. <laughs> you are an idiot. <laughs> shrimp tempura and sushi is really good. Um, I'm not a huge fast food shrimp person, though. Like, like no. Popeye's or whatever, like... I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll well, have it if it's... You don't love that chicken from Popeye's? <laughs> no, it's just... I guess it's just not my preference or whatever. Well, you know what, though? I haven't even I tried it, so maybe I should give it a shot. It's know. generally, you know, a, a cheaper shrimp they're probably going to use, yeah. and it's just... To shrimp. It's battered and fried, yeah, yeah. and so it's not going to be as good as when you get it at a sit-down restaurant right. or something like that, but... Um, and there was another... Lent. Uh, it, uh, you can't eat chicken? Uh, nope, well, you can, eat chicken. you can eat whatever you want, but no, no, uh, you not, just stay away from meat. Just, and observe, uh, yeah, no, but is that considered? Fish. Oh, we we considered it on. Fr- you mean on? You consider Lent. you consider Friday chicken Friday on uh, for Lent? Y- yeah, you eat no, chicken? No, no. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. we yeah. can eat chicken. Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought yeah. you were saying chicken was okay. No, what what you'd have is around around this time of year, you'd eat chicken. You'd eat. We'd have fish sticks a lot. Yeah, and that's it. So mainly just red meat. Stay away from. No, no, all meat. Only fish. Only fish. As okay. far as the Catholic is concerned, fish only. Wait a second, sir. Here we go. It is not acceptable to eat lamb, chicken, beef, pork, ham, deer, and most other meats. So we got. So we were we were bucking that. So trend, you Kevin. ate chicken. Uh, we had chicken occasionally, but oh. m- the most prominent was was either pizza, yeah, and or um, uh, fish sticks. Fish sticks. And yeah. it's only on Friday. Yes, uh, and Ash Wednesday. Okay. It's That's not much of a sacrifice. Um, okay. I mean, well, I, I don't well, yeah, but there's it. other sacrifices throughout Lent. That, that's right. just you're Friday. To, yeah, you're yeah. supposed to give up a, a, a vice, a, yeah. rest, a, 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 a it, type of thing, throughout make, the entire time. To contextualize it, when it was originally implemented, there were not many fast food restaurants. No, okay. you're right. So that right. was the problem. Kath, okay. what did you give up? Anything? I'm doing chocolate again this year. I yeah. do that every year. I failed last year. Uh, and so far, so good. Okay, good. Hey, here you go. Two days in. Two days in. <laughs> I'm crushing it. Uh, it's like you're no shopping. Did that? Are you still on that? Oh, yeah. No spending. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it I was hoping you guys were going to. Yeah, wasn't fail? it just January? 
Uh, well, she yeah. was trying to extend it. I was trying to extend it. I was trying to go all the way. Because the one year I, I went till April, it was amazing. Remember she was boasting about how she, you know. I didn't do that this yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, anyhow, I'm, I'm sure I just mentioned these two uh, fast food places, but there are loads that, yes. that observe and ha- have options available for you. Bubba right. Shrimp. Uh, order up. Oh, you gotta put- I'm sorry. <laughs> no, was, I had this turned down. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, Steve, you had mentioned this yesterday. Soy, oat, almond, and other drinks that bill themselves as milk can keep using the name, according to uh, draft federal rules that were released on Wednesday. Uh, The FDA officials issued guidance that says plant-based beverages don't pretend to be from dairy animals and that U.S. consumers aren't confused by the difference. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, Dairy producers for years... (laughs) have called for the FDA to crack down on plant-based drinks and other products that they say masquerade as animal-based food and could uh, cloud, I'm sorry, the real meaning of milk. Uh, Under the draft rules, though, the agency recommends that uh, beverage makers label their products clearly by the plant source of the food, such as soy milk or cashew milk. When I see cashews or whatever, I I know it's not regular dairy milk. Yeah. But but it also, uh, it is to be used as a milk substitute. Right. Yeah. So I recently switched to almond milk, and uh, now I've never been a person to sit down and have a glass of milk. So that is not what I'm talking about. Right. You know, mainly in coffee or uh, you know, like I make these oats, and you know, we'll put it in that. Um, but I can't. I, I tried regular milk in a reg, and regular creamer in my coffee, and like I almost, I, I don't think I can go back. Like I uh, really, yeah, I like the almond milk much better. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. A f- I like regular milk. I, I do. So, but, but like with cereal, like now That's I have fat free milk. I uh, yeah, I love milk. I know yeah. you hate milk, Kathy. I love milk, so I will never drink this bile. <laughs> <laughs> you still drink milk uh, every morning on your way in, right? No, I don't do it anymore. Uh, I used to. Used to be a regular every single morning. I would get, you know sip a wawa and get a pint of uh, of uh, just you know two percent milk or yeah. something like. And that. then halfway, you'd pull over to the side, light a cigar, and have a little bit of milk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I don't do it anymore. Okay, because that was because you uh, are phlegmy often, and I don't think that mil- I know. Uh, I don't. I, th- I think that's a total myth that that milk creates phlegm. Oh. Uh, but have you ever it's, heard it's, of it's a clear its throat? It's a mucus-based product, but it doesn't get into your 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 lungs, lungs and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, it just you know. Okay, Casey, yeah. the calcium tends to deposit in the bofides. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> Uh, well, I know that uh, Debella down the uh, Debella the Debella Hall, down the Dahal. He doesn't uh, drink milk at all really? during the week. Yeah, because the week? yeah, okay, because he talks on the radio and and, and it gets and, in his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it has nothing to do with flint. That it has mustache. Okay. No, I, I've never found that milk creates some kind of uh, yeah. uh, mucus phlegm or uh, anything like that. But. Um, Anyhow, uh, the rules also call for a voluntary extra nutrition label uh, that note when the drinks have lower levels of nutrients than dairy milk, such as calcium, magnesium, and vitamin D. And they would continue to allow labels uh, that note when plant-based drinks have higher levels. Uh, Fortified soy milk is the only plant-based food included in the dairy category of U.S. dietary guidelines because of its nutrient levels. They just had this back and forth with the meat industry and the Beyond and Impossible stuff, whether they could call that meat. 
Right. And uh, what they, I guess they decided they could. So uh, in the U.S., almond milk is the most popular variety, but oat milk has been seeing the fastest growth. And you See, like, tried, so almond you're a fan of. So I tried oat milk first, and I was not a fan. And I went back to regular milk, uh, and then I tried the almond milk. And like I said, I, I love it. I, I don't think all I'm right. back. We have two different cartons in our fridge at all times. I'm a, a dairy milk person, cow milk, but uh, my, my fiancé uh, drinks um, oatly. And so there's always oatly in the fridge. And for me, like, if you put it on, it's fine. Yeah. But if I'm going to have a glass of milk, I'm just going to go standard. All right. And oatly is a local company, we found out yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I, well, Marissa said that, but uh, they're based out of Sweden. Well, uh, Sweden's <laughs> local. Well, there's a Swedish museum over yeah. by the FDR There you go, by FDR Park. Park. That's, that's, yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. that's it. Hang they're, on. Marissa's yeah. coming in here. Because she was local-ish. raving about the fact that they're coming out with uh, vegan cream cheese. Some type of revelation. I didn't quite understand what the big deal was. It's pretty cool that it was a Philly company that had created it. So, Nick, I was under the impression that they had started or they're based here on some level. Um, mm. I'm not sure what their wiki says, but that was the big thing, that they are creating this vegan cream cheese with oat milk, and it's going to be available at, like, spread and a couple other bagel bageleries. A, a similar sounding company or whatever, but Oatly is, yeah, it's a Swedish food company. Do you know what, so, the, Marissa, that would be, yeah. we found out that Philadelphia brand cream cheese was not, is not from Philadelphia. This would be a cream cheese that's actually from Philadelphia. Technically, Steve, this would be the Philadelphia cream cheese from that's Philadelphia. Right. So are there, except they're out of Sweden, are, so are, <laughs> are there, no. are there no vegan cream cheeses? Um, there are, it's just a Philly company. I get excited about oh, all yeah, of our yeah. companies. All right. Yeah, that was it. I thought when you kind of teased this story yesterday, Preston, I got really excited because I had seen this news. Okay. So I'm going to do some Wait, hold digging. on. I, so I'm confused. You keep saying you're excited about it because it's a Philly company, but it's, it's not, not a, a Philly company or is there something else? As far as I knew, this company was created out of Philadelphia. Hmm. So Oatly. 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 How do you spell Oatly? I think it's two words. A-O-A. I'm sorry, O-A-T, O-A-T space L-Y. All right, Oatly. Um, yeah, Nick, is that the product that you guys have in your house? Yeah, it was formed mm-hmm. in the 1990s in Malmo, Sweden. Okay. So <laughs> I know that Benjamin Franklin was from Stockholm. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, really? I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe yeah. they have a manufacturing Does plant Does it look here. like this, Nick? Yep. Well, there you go. Marissa. Well, I, I've been under a bad ruse. I don't I think, know. I think you need to start the first Philadelphia-based cream cheese. Ah. All right, I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> Marissa shall return. She's getting her Bunsen burner. She's going to work on it. All right, so anyhow, they can call soy, oat, almond, and other drinks uh, that bill themselves as milk. They can keep calling them milk, according to the FDA. All right, uh, we're up. All right, I'm going to mention this story because this is an interesting twist to it. Starbucks says, hey, Kathy, did you catch this? They're launching a line of olive oil-infused drinks in Italy. Oh, no. Uh, Chief Executive Howard Schultz says olive oils, unexpected velvety, buttery flavor enhance their coffee and lingers beautifully on the palate. Uh, what? And Italy's coffee scene is famous for its independent and often family-run cafes. Starbucks currently has 20 stores, only 20. In, in Italy. In Italy, yeah. Wow. You know, we think of it as taking over the world. Every corner. Uh, But uh, Mr. Schultz said, in over 40 years, I can't remember a moment in time where I've been more excited, more enthused. I know Uh, the Pope is a Dunkin' guy. uh, The firm (laughs) plans to bring the selection of hot and ice drinks to stores in Southern California, in the U.S. this spring, the U.K., (laughs) Middle East, and Japan. But anyhow, so, yeah, they're also going to have a cold brew coffee in which a silky infusion of Partana extra virgin olive oil 
with sweet vanilla sweet with with vanilla sweet cream foam slowly cascades through the beverage. Ooh, above <laughs> it. So olive oil and coffee. I think it's like a, they're trying to do like a health benefit of it. You know what I mean? Like how there's uh, you know they say olive oil you know is an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory. So. It's got to be based around that. I think so too, but that I gotta believe that would be kind of odd. That I would know. taste a little funky. Yeah, I agree. I but that's, that's what... why they put the the sweet cream on it. So yeah, <laughs> they can't right. taste it. You could do that with anything. There, that you could use uh, a one. Yeah, <laughs> a little throw a little Tabasco yeah, in my uh, uh, coffee. Yeah. All right, hang on. Uh, I'm going to go to Corey is a contractor for Oatly ah. and can clear up some of this stuff stuff for us. Hi, Corey. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Ah, we're happy to have you. Okay, clear this up. Uh, Marissa said that Oatly is a Philly company. Nick looked up the Wikipedia page on Oatly, says that it's from Sweden. Yeah, they are a Swedish company. Uh, they have two plants here in the United States, one in California, and they have one in South Jersey. Oh, cool. In the Vineland area in Millville. Um, but they, they, the reason Marissa's confused is because they've kind of embraced the Philly culture here. Oh. And they've kind of made themselves like a Philly brand. Um, oh. And so, like, you see their advertising now. They're all about the Eagles, and, you know, they're jumping on that bandwagon thing. So oh, that's that's, cool that's what's going on there. All right. Okay. Okay. What is mm. the face, Preston? <laughs> well, I don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> oh, I, it, it concerns something else. Okay. Well, on their website, it says that they opened a secret lab in Philadelphia. A so they're doing lab. they're doing all their Got product it. development. They're here. working on a super serum. Yes. Casey found out that there is a mailing address for Oatly US, uh, and it's on Bridge Street in Philadelphia. Okay, Hertzford Avenue. On their website. <laughs> it's but, on Hertzford Avenue. Okay, so they have some Philly connections. Yeah. All right. So all right. I think all the new products that they're creating are created here in Philadelphia we'll by a brand that. that was started in Sweden. Ah, there we right. go. Eh. Philly okay. cream cheese. <laughs> By way of sweet, yeah. <clears throat> In summation, okay. everyone. Yes. All right, order up. Drive time for one more. Yeah. Yeah, because we've got to do the yeah. the, Bru- the Bruce thing in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So there's a toppings debate on uh, pizza. There's always a toppings debate <laughs> on pizza, uh, but there was a. Uh, a service that did some tracking. Uh, they or they tracked orders across nineteen thousand mom and pop pizzerias uh, using a uh, a nationwide platform, and they found out about pizza toppings. Uh, mushrooms continue to boom in popularity. Uh, they were on eight point nine percent more pizzas uh, last year than the year before. I'm not. Um, I don't go running to the mushrooms, but I'm not. I won't. Recoil at mushrooms on a pizza. I run to the mushrooms. Do you? Oh, yeah. man, especially if Rochelle's not sharing pizza with me. She hates mushrooms. And I will, uh, anytime we have Lorenzo's by, yeah. uh, Giuseppe always brings me a mushroom mushrooms, pizza. Yeah. Right. Always. I, I'll, I'll have that. mushrooms on hamburgers. How about this? Now, this I have not been familiar with, and I have to try. Pickles are having a moment oh. on, on pizza. pizza? This, yes. is the, this is the big what? new thing. Pickles on pizza. Yes. All right, that's something. I love both of those. So, uh, Do you like fried I, pickles? I do, yeah. All right. Awesome. I would like to try it. Yeah. Because you know, I'm interested to see what this taste combination does. I've had pickled products on pizzas before, but not actually pickles. Like, I've had pepperoncinis and things like oh, that. Right. Uh-huh. But I've never had flat out, you know, like dill pickle chips or something like on that. A, yeah. I, I'm, I'm game. I, I think that might work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, Kathy, Kathy, what you're basically saying is if someone wants to make some for us. Right, and bring it over right, <laughs> right. now, we would yeah. all try it. Case in point. But we cannot say the name of your business. No. A new pickle pizza at the Minnesota State Fair drew some of the longest lines that the fair has ever seen. Wow. All right, the big loser as far as uh, pizza toppings go, 
Pinecock. No, oh. pineapple. Wait, that, that sorry, say that again. They're, the big loser. So it's yeah. it's an, uh-huh. on a downward trend. And of course, yeah. you know the Hawaiian pizza, which I like. I like it too. From time to time. I generally don't order it, but if there is some, I'll have it. I like it. So breakfast pizza, buffalo chicken pizza. Yes. I know, Nick, you're a fan. Big fan. And barbecue. But regu- regular pizza for me is, is the home run. Uh, so yeah, apparently it is. Uh, it has not been rising in. Uh, it's always there. been. Uh, it's always been the the look down upon the pineapple pizza controversy. Yeah, controversial. Uh, the jury is still out. It says on ranch dressing. Is <laughs> mm. uh, ranch dressing just for the crust though? But you you dip into the ranch dressing. You don't use that as a topping. Uh, I would think that right. Yeah. I mean. Or there's an elephant in the room we need to he's, he's go to even, the expert. He's, he's not, not going to jump in. Not even um, <laughs> not, there was a 9.7% surge of ranch dressing on pizzas in 2022, but Uber Eats Cravings Report claims the ranch bubble is bursting. Ranch dressing was the most requested special instruction on Uber Eats during the height of the pandemic, but it didn't even crack the top 20 last year. Do you know what I like? Also, uh, when you get a nice... Um, Crust bubble, oh, yeah. but it's uh, like uh, the the Detroit style pizza will generate a lot of the. Oh my god, those yeah. pizzas are so, so good! good. Oh, I think I'm the only person that will doesn't like a crust bubble or doesn't care. Like, oh, yeah. okay, to You're me that's be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh yeah, it's yeah. air, so like you get yeah. less pizza. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about the actual crust. <laughs> yeah, um, Kath, I am so. Like pizza is is changing, and the newer pizza styles, like you you know, you get your like your Tacanelli. Well, I, I guess Tacanelli's been around for a while. Angelo's, uh, their bubbles are good. When you get your standard pizza, like your standard, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Your standard pizza shop, like those crust bubbles. I'm like, yeah, you can your take bubbles it or leave suck. It. Yeah, it's not that they suck. They're Fair. just they're just okay. You call that a bubble? But the other crust bubbles. Um, they actually have a little texture, a little taste to them. And that's not like, that's just like a, it just happens, right? It just happens. Yeah, they can't plan it. No. Okay. I, I think it it might be when, you, when you're uh, when you're kneading the dough, right. there might be a little bit of air in there right. and it okay. ends up happening. <laughs> Casey, you're going to start, you tease this off yeah. air. Do you yeah. want to mention anything? Well, yeah, because it's Lent and a couple of years ago I started my um, my Delco Lenten pizza tour. Uh, and I, I attempt to every... Friday and Lent, go to a new pizza place in Delco that I haven't gone to before. Now, last year, I think I, oh, man, I think I did Gaetano's in, um, in Clifton. Both of these? Both of these, but Gaetano's isn't around anymore. They closed down. What? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, somebody in the in the family was sick, and they needed to focus all their attention on on that. So. Well, you know how many pizza places there are out there. Are, are you going? You're not going to repeat any, or are you going to? Repeat? I'm trying not to repeat all any. Right. I'm, yeah, do, I, I mean, think I you have, can. Yeah. I have an, a huge list. And this list is probably old of, of all these pizza places yeah. in Delco. So I'm going to attempt to, in the rest of my life, hit a new one every Friday in Lent. Is this going to be Fridays? Yes. Because yeah. you could do every day. I mean, there's so many places. I know. But you shouldn't be every day. Oh, yeah. No. That would make, yeah, that would make no, sense. Well, not while there's ice cream. No. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Best in I could do an ice cream tour. For you, for Scientology. I have to wait. Yeah, for yeah, Scientology, yeah. yes. Every time you're audited, have ice cream. I get closer to crossing the bridge. <laughs> All right, so uh, what they're keeping an eye on as far as pizza toppings go, uh, Roman-style pizza, says, which I'm not familiar you with. You wear a toga. Known for its thin focaccia-like base. And oh, yeah. apparently it's on the rise. I don't like that. Uh, focaccia as a base for pizza, it's, nah. it's too thick for me. Like, I don't, uh, don't care for that style. I like the Naples style. Like square? No, no, no. Sicilian, Sicilian. square. Yeah. Okay. No, Naples. Oh, yeah, Naples is like uh, almost like shore pizza. Yeah. 
You're thinking of dick fur. What's a dick fur? <laughs> it's both of these. <laughs> uh, so the big, I love a good Sicilian pizza. Uh, the big picture says uh, pizza remains country's go-to party meal of choice, but nothing brings group together or tears it apart like arguing over toppings and style. I will say because I was I went to a pizza place in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and this was the place that every you know yeah uh, it was stinks. okay. You know, like, I think we have right here in this area just an amazing assortment. We of do. Pizza I, I have to tell you, though, as, yeah. as someone who has moved around a bit, yes. who has not been born and bred in this area, yeah. you, you have to be raised in a certain area to get the local flavor. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the pizza around here that everybody raves about, I, we went to Pika's. I'm like, this is, this is okay. Oh, man, not, you're you're going to make him so sad. No, I know. I'm just saying because he was raised on it. He yeah. thinks it's wonderful. I, I actually wasn't if raised I, on it. If I, I have, have you guys to try, you know, the, the St. Louis style pizza, it gets crapped on a lot because you're not from there. Yeah. It, I grew up with it and I love it. You know well, what I we mean? Should bring, we should all bring our pizza in that we grew up on and we can taste each other's pizza. But I'm telling you what, what the Detroit style pizza, had, that's like next level. Mm. It's just, I, it's so good. I'm loving what I they're can't. doing, like the pizza, uh, pizza Jew, is that Pizza Jew, well, yeah. so yeah, he had Fantastic. Yeah, but he's um, he's in Philly now. So oh. Pizza Jew, he was Bakery at 1010 in Linwood, New Jersey. Uh, that is closing. And pizza John in Maniunk? Pizza John. And so that is like, I think the, it's like, just I don't want to say a new style of pizza, but it is changing the pizza game around the area. It's, it's a new day in the world of pizza. Well, I go to yeah. Evo's a lot, which is in, uh, in yeah. uh, uh, Mount Airy, general area. And again, that's a classic style regular pizza. I think you're right. You, the, uh, For me to return to where my pizza was, my, it was mine is a classic. I right. was raised on classic New, new York, York style pizza. Yeah. But press, I like Emo's pizza. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. I like the texture. I like the flavor. Uh, the Provel cheese. I'm totally I, I'm down of, with yeah. that. I like flatbreads, too. Yeah. So that's very similar to me. Yeah, yeah. To like a flatbread. Yeah, the, the pizza that I grew up with, like, um, they don't, they're, they're, they're not around. Like Jerry, Jerry D's. Not around anymore. It? Yeah, it was just a pizza place. So oh. We order pizza. So Jerry, but uh, it's now a Jack Shack. Lou's Pizza is not around anymore. Man. But Imperial Pizza and people crap all over Imperial Pizza. Uh, it's in Seacane. and then uh, the dude from Barstool. What's that guy's name? Dave Portnoy. Yeah, he did a review, and he's like, I don't know why people are making fun of this pizza. It's huh. good. He gave it a seven something. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. a place yeah. called Il, Il Primo in Paoli that I grew up on, case, and it was uh, this great Italian restaurant. In fact, I don't even know if it was great, but it was what we grew up on, and it burnt down, man. Oh. They never oh, well, rebuilt it. You, you know, know, we're opening up a, a wound here for cattle. Other oh, pizza. Well, I'm, I'm actually searching it right now. Just real quick, Steve. Another fan of Il Primo Pizza, just to uh, verify, Adam McKay. Huge oh. fan of Il Primo Pizza. I was on Route 30, uh, just outside of, in between Paoli and Malvern, and it burned down, man, and they never replaced it. It makes me sad. How about that? We uh, still go by our pizza, but the one that closed down, it was Maria's Pizza in Conshohocken, and when we drive by, there's another little cute place there. I've actually yeah. never been there, but Jason, oh, he jokes with me, and he goes, those people should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're doing it time to go to the call, but Dawn says uh, Tacanelli's makes a potato pizza during Ooh. Lent, uh-huh. which is great. So you can uh, add that to the options. And I think Tacanelli's is like one of those places where you, you have to order your dough ahead of time. Like, you, you know, it's Friday night and you can't just like Calling hop, hop in there. Right. Yeah, I'll take two pizzas. It's like, no, no, no. You Casey, really needed to get ahead of it. Brittany game. says that pickles, bacon, p- p- pickles, bacon, and ranch on a pizza will change your life. Does that entice you? It does, as a matter of fact. That sounds intriguing. But yeah. like I, I, like a ranch drizzle, right? Like, that's why yeah. I like dipping. You like a drizzle. There, yeah, you baited me. You got me talking about <laughs> it. Yep, Fine. there you are. 
Um, no, I prefer if I were to have, and by the way, I have not had ranch on my pizza in a long time, at least like a week or two. Um, but I prefer to dip because then it's not all over and it's not in every single bite. But if you were going to, if you, they were going to put it on for me, mm, do a little drizzle. All right. We got to wrap it up because I can see on Nick's uh, facial expression, he's got to go to the bathroom. Well, and I haven't eaten anything in 24 hours. This is killing me. It's getting a colonoscopy uh, <laughs> today. So uh, that's it for the connoisseur. But uh, thank you for stopping by. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. When we return, we will solicit for someone to give us those Bruce Springsteen titles. And uh, I will name a number, call it when we back. So don't call in, just don't start calling yet. All right, we'll tell you when to do that in a moment. And uh, we got a lot of guests, including Doc Rivers, stopping by today. Yes! Really cool. We'll be back in a moment. Stay put. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We shall do the bizarre file, and uh, then we'll get that uh, winner. Oh, let's do Froggy first. Here we go. Sorry about that. Friday, people. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by Burns Honda, celebrating the 50th anniversary. They're giving away a car and other monthly prizes, and you can enter to win by taking a test drive and filling out an entry form. So visit Burns Honda today. A foolish pair of tourists were spotted laying just six feet away from a wild alligator in an attempt 
to get the perfect Instagram picture. But well, you got to get a good Instagram yeah. picture. I mean, they're laying <laughs> yeah. on the ground. So they don't know it's insane. how fast crocodiles can run. Exactly. Uh, the pair, believed to be a father and son, decided to lie flat on their backs while facing away from an alligator that was crawling directly towards him at Florida's Everglades National Park. Tickle its chin, boy. The dad wearing a Confederate flag bandana took a selfie as the deadly reptile approached, while another member of the group happily took a second photograph of the scene on her phone. Let's collab. The potentially very dangerous incident was highlighted by the Instagram account uh, called uh, Torons uh, of Yellowstone. How about oh, Torons yeah. about to die? Yeah, what is this, Nick? Torons, yeah, I've seen that account before. Is it people just being idiots? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they regularly post updates on ridiculous behavior at U.S. national parks and other sites of natural beauty. The Instagram features dozens of photos showing tourists getting dangerously close, <laughs> close to wild animals such as elk and bison as well as cataloging. Uh, litter and other debris behind by uh, inconsiderate sightseers. While it initially focused on Wyoming's Yellowstone National Park, it now collects images from across the U.S., including the Everglades well, as yeah, well. There we go. There's a lot to pick from. It also helps to call out people that are doing illegal things, you know, yep. and, and um, get them in a little bit of trouble. Yep. And and one of the, the comments, a, a ranger uh, t- texted in, Stephen said, yeah, they have no idea how fast <laughs> alligators are because yes, they can yeah. get on you immediately. Uh, I thought this was an interesting story out of uh, Australia. A naked man has been arrested after being filmed clinging to the outside of a moving horse trailer <laughs> on a Queensland highway. It is believed the man had been trying to flee the scene of a crash on the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon. Hey, look at both of these. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the man had moments earlier had moments earlier been driving a car that crashed into several other vehicles. He ran from the area. <laughs> And I guess he jumped onto this horse trailer, and he was naked. So did the clothes come off somewhere in the transition, or was he driving naked? I wish I knew, yeah. but I do not. Uh, police said they took him into custody a short distance afterwards. Investigations are continuing as of yet. He has not been charged. Uh, okay, this is stupid but interesting. The uh, threats made to schools in districts across Colorado Wednesday morning were seemingly made in alphabetical order. Wow. And some of the cases, sounds of gunfire were played in the background of calls. So people were, were pranking these schools, which okay. is ridiculously stupid. But listen to the order that they went in. Uh, Alamosa School District, Aspen School District, Aurora School District, <laughs> then Boulder, then Brighton, then Canyon, Denver, Durango, Englewood, Estes, Gilpin, oh Morgan, and Roy. So they must have had a list. <laughs> yeah. That, of yeah. these schools, and they just went one by one in alphabetical <sighs> Do we leave order. anyone off? Uh, several other school districts uh, received shooting threats Wednesday afternoon. It does not appear if those later threats were made alphabetically or not, but the FBI is investigating these calls. My nephew had to be evacuated. You know, yeah. He goes to school. No college. way. Yep. And uh, it was all because of a moron making a prank. All right. Well, this isn't a prank, but this is definitely a moron. A third grader in Texas found a gun. That the school superintendent left in a bathroom. You idiot. What's this leaving guns in bathrooms thing? Superintendent Robbie Stutville uh, confirms the third grader found the gun at Rising Star Elementary School. Uh, back in January, notified a teacher immediately without moving or touching the weapon. Uh, Stutville explained that both he and the school principal open carry on campus. 
And when he was using the restroom, Stuttville said that he, he took the gun off and placed it in a stall where it was then left unattended for about 15 until it was found by the student. I take the gun into the stall with me because I always have my gun cleaning kit with me. Uh, Stuttville said there was never a danger other than the obvious, he said. <laughs> oh, my uh, he then went on to say that he was proud of the student and uh, commended his behavior after finding the firearm. Stuttville says that the Rising Star School Board is uh, meeting to discuss the incident. Uh, this at least their second is at least their second meeting on the matter. In the meantime, uh, Stuttville is no longer bringing his weapon to school. Uh, but they're curious as to why nobody reported this. Um, <laughs> right. So there is maybe Jesus, where's my gun? There may be an investigation as to that. Should as they have well. where so they have the, the, the hook on the inside of the door to hang your Yeah. You should have a little gun thing. A little holster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right there. So you can put your you can put your handgun. You don't want to get doo-doo on it. In the elementary school bathroom. So no doo-doo. Is there doo-doo on your gun? <laughs> There's doo-doo. All right. When was the, in your life? Do you remember if you ever used doo doo? And when did you stop? You I was like, a little kid. Yeah, like five, six yeah, is when you stopped. Yeah, doo doo, doo doo. Call it stinky. Doo doo and feces. I got stinky on my that. gun. What's that, Kath? He still calls it that. Casey. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I gotta go stinkies. stinkies. All right. A TikToker <laughs> said he accidentally ate a heart shaped potato chip that had the potential to win him a huge cash prize, and viewers are asking the brand to pay up. Uh, the creator posted a video showing a sandwich and a packet of potato chips that he was eating for lunch, and it was part of the What I Eat in a Day series where he shows his meals. But on February 8th, the creator, who goes only by Corey, posted a follow-up video saying that he thinks that a chip that he ate in the video could have been could have won a competition hosted by Walker's, which is a, Briti- a British uh, potato chip brand. Right. In this emergency broadcast, he said, I think I may have eaten an over $100 Walker's Crisp. Uh, the TikToker referenced a competition on the brand's website, which states that it had placed special heart-shaped chips in its bags and that the customer who finds the best one, it says, could win over $100,000. That seems kind of vague. Uh, provided they take a photo of the chip, keep it in a safe place, and follow the brand on social media. Who determines the best one? I know. I don't know. In his uh, follow-up video, Corey said he did not know about the competition at the time, which was advertised on the packet. He went to share a screenshot from his previous TikTok zooming, uh, to his previous TikTok zooming in on the chip to show its shape and comparing it to an example heart-shaped chip on the brand's website. Uh, he did not state whether he was going to use this screenshot to apply to the competition or not, but dozens of viewers tagged the brand and they want him to win. But a Walker spokesperson said that uh, Corey would not be eligible for the prize because... He ate it. Yes. Uh, the, the contest says moron. not to eat it. So there you go. You moron. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. It is time to do this, my friend. 93.3 WMMR. The Springsteen Grand Slam. We got tickets. <clears throat> this time, it's a pair of tickets for show number two. See Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band, Friday, August 18th, Citizens Bank Park. So it's a Friday night. Yes. It's going to be wonderful. We were looking for caller number 20, and that caller is Michelle. Hi there, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning, and Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, Michelle. All right, you sound chipper and happy. Let's see if we can bump that up a notch or two. I need the four songs that were played yesterday for the Springsteen Grand Slam, please. Okay, Cover Me, Jersey Girl, Rosalita, and Pink Cadillac. You got your tickets, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you, guys. All right. You're going to see Bruce. Oh, I love you. Friday, August 18th, <laughs> Citizens Bank Park. That's awesome, Michelle. Who are you going to take with you? Oh, my God. My good friend, Karen, she loves Bruce just as much as I do, and we can't wait. And oh. a big, yeah! Yeah! Awesome. awesome. All right. We love you, Michelle. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. And you are good to go. That uh, is fantastic. Tickets go on sale next Tuesday, by the way. Yeah. So make sure that you are getting in line and getting ready for that. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We have a guest starting up when we return. Uh, Jay Chandra Sekar is going to be here performing at uh, Punchline. We also have Gina Gershon on the show. Uh, Doc Rivers will be in our studio this morning, as well as George Niang, both from your Philadelphia 76ers. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. the air every Wednesday at 630 with your host Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family and the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The term empty the tank has now hit <laughs> Nick McElwain. <Yeah. laughs> There's been two interesting commercial breaks for me thus far this morning. Uh, one, well, two of them have uh, gone. I go upstairs and long for. By the way, Nick is getting colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. My, my, uh, my, my system is empty. Uh, I took all of the, the pills and the drugs and the stuff you're supposed to take yesterday. I haven't eaten for. The Duvalax and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Miralax is the one like, yeah. where you have to mix it in with the drink. So right. that, I, I had half of that last night. And then the rest of it this morning, and um, they're going to ask you what you, what everything looks like. Yeah, so, yeah, and it's uh, liquid. It's, yeah, and uh, it very um, almond milk. No, <laughs> uh, more like a Gatorade. That's you supposed to look like. Yeah, 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 yeah. just like. Uh, oh, you're good then. Yeah, yeah. and so I'm, yeah. I'm fairly uh, certain my, my system is cleaned out. But yeah, this is my first one. Uh, I'm having colonoscopy today at um, uh, this afternoon, and uh, colon cancer runs in my family. So um, you know, it's important for anybody to get it. But I'm 47 now. Uh, you're supposed to get it. I think if you're a man at 45 and older in this country. So first one today. The last one I had, I was. It looked like YooHoo. Okay, <laughs> and they still were able to do it. So you're good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're good. By the way, I'm so hungry and I feel bad. I don't want to eat because he can't have anything to eat. And he's like, Aww. I'm really hungry. Anytime we talk colonoscopy, you get famished. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's food in the kitchen if you want to go. Cheat. Is oh, there? And it smells really good. <laughs> hey, I, I have a question. So I'm flying today, um, uh, going down to Florida, and uh, it was kind of a, we had, we had to make the uh, arrangements last minute. So okay. we made them last week. So. And, and here's my question for you. Um, they wouldn't, it's on American Airlines, and they wouldn't allow us to pick our seats. Oh, you're up flying that. Are we on standby? Does that mean no, I'm on standby? No, standby. Uh, Remember the one time we went to spring training, it happened to us. They assign your seats when you get there, right. but if they overbook, you're the first to go. No. They always oh, overbook. Yeah, no, you should be, you, you should be okay. You, you should so, be well, right. I'm, well, it's me and Rochelle going together. And and so I was able to get a seat myself, but because I, I booked them uh together and she may not have one on the way down and by the way on the way back it's like can't sit together middle seats that's all that oh, was left here's God. what you do Sucks. if you want to get priority make sure they take care of you 
Tell them that Rochelle has a bomb. Okay. okay. And, then, right. and then you'll get a good Samaritan. Move us along yeah. quickly. She gets yeah. checked oh. anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll get make sure that right. I get yeah. a Because they're going to they're gonna pat her down anyway. Yeah, turn her yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she always gets patted down. Tell um, her to offer to, that she'll sit in the emergency row if, if they need her to. Okay. Well, listen, so we're planning on getting there early yeah. to be the first ones to check in and say, hey, we're here. Yeah. And don't forget you, about you, it. You never the go one wrong. Time, the one time that I did end up on standby... I was uh, I, I was so early at the airport that I that I was first in line for uh, uh, and I got on the flight. Oh, yeah, nice. okay. which ended up working out great. So we're hoping that happens. What time is flying? One fifty. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we'll get there plenty early. So when I came back from uh, Phoenix a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was the first time ever. But like the plane was maybe half full. It was crazy. Like I had never been in a plane it's like wild. that. Before. Like I've been yeah. on planes case where there was maybe like three or four other people. Mm-hmm. Like and that yeah. is so wild. You know what it is, case? Because nobody wanted to leave Phoenix at yeah. that point in time. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was going to Phoenix. Yeah. You know? no, you're yeah. right. And I, I've done that. It's great. The last couple of flights I took uh, were to Kentucky and their smaller planes. And uh, yeah, I was like, uh, flight was maybe two thirds full, and it's like fantastic. Everything gets relaxed. Loads of room. The yes. uh, pilot let me land at Lombardi. Oh, that's it was so cool. So that's nice. You sit on his lap. I did. Oh, yeah. Nice. Wow. All right. So hopefully, do you like gladiator moves? <laughs> be able to get a a seat. Um. Hey. Uh. I guess this is kind of junk tour. Jay's not here. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, Chando Sikar's uh, punchline is supposed to be here. He's not here. Maybe he's in so. the kitchen eating your food, Kathy. Uh, maybe. <laughs> so I guess maybe we'll do the junk drawer now. Because uh, I do have some stories to pass along. Let me dive in here. Oh, here's one. And there's a lot of crap in that drawer. A lot of yeah. stuff. All right. So Michael Barkan. I like that guy. I like that guy. He's one of our favorite people. <laughs> uh, Michael's been off the air since February 12th. I did not know that. Uh, he returned to the network last night to co-host uh, Bird's Huddle. Yeah. And he also issued an apology. I saw what you're about to describe happen live. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't know anything Go ahead. about this. He, he dropped a, uh, he, he said bull S. Twice. Oh. On, on the air live. Yeah. Okay. So and he, I'll, I'll give you my reason for wildly defending his action. Okay. Okay. Uh, so he apologized for his choice of words following the Super Bowl, promising it won't happen again. His exact apology uh, was, "I'd like to apologize. I would like to apologize, apologize. to Jennifer Garner. No, <laughs> for, and her pool boy." He said, I'd like, "I'd like to apologize to our viewers and my colleagues for my remarks and my actions. My comments were unprofessional, inappropriate, opposed to the values that I hold dear." and the ones that we uphold as a team here at NBC Sports Philadelphia. I take full responsibility for my actions and assure you that this is a learning experience for me, and it won't happen again. I know what a privilege it is to enter your homes and every day, uh, to enter your homes every day and each and every night. Never want to offend or disappoint you again. I apologize to anyone who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chris Agon, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people, if any, actually like complained. I, I remember I mentioned it to you that he, this was, it was in the height. Listen, you want a passionate sports, pr- and Michael is that. He right. lives this. I don't know. They probably called him on it. I would doubt that anybody watching that at that point in time was not kind of in the same frame of mind. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know. I now, don't know. But complain. I mean, I, hey, give me a guy who's that passionate. He, right. he wasn't suspended. Yes. Okay. So he was not oh, suspended. Okay, well, there you go. So they probably came to him and said, look, 
You crossed a little bit of a line here. Chris Sagan was fine. Right. Yeah. It was the skull sealer. Uh, just take a little time off. Yeah. Let this cool off just in case. He even jokes when he did it. So, he said, I'm going to the, I'm gonna go to my car. Yeah. You know, uh, because he knew he was, but I mean, he was passionate. Sure, yeah. But you still. You know, I know, as, there's a as, protocol. As a broadcaster, you're not supposed to And he's to a that. professional. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I, I tell you what, I, I think that gives him more cred for yeah. being that passionate. You remember when Tom Brokaw said BS on Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what you can do. Suck my D. Wow. Who is he talking to? Gold yeah. in my ear. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't care who you are. You can suck my D and eat my chud. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit much. The former prime minister of Israel. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. Speaker like that. Wow. I'm disrespectful. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... I want you to kiss both of these. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. Uh, so he was on uh, Post Game Live when he complained about the uh, the holding call against uh, James Bradbury. He called it utter, complete bull S. You don't make a call... That you don't make a call right then and there, Mm-mm. you don't let the game be decided by officiating. He said it's a freaking Super Bowl, yes. and that should never happen. So Michael was fired up. Yep, and and uh, that's why we love him. Yeah, guy comes in here all the time and, and brings it. He's the best. He is. But I'm a little disappointed by it. <laughs> Michael, I'm disappointed. That, it's not. You disappointed your father. Poop language. Uh, but no, I'm happy he's back. And yes. it was not a big deal. And he issued an apology. And Mike's a pro. He's passionate, but he's a professional. He's yes. one of the best out there. So that, That's why people flock to watch him. That is true. All right. Flock? Yeah. yeah. Hang right. on a second. Sorry. Yeah. I'm looking for that Anchorman clip if you guys want to. Poop. Oh, the the poop thing. Yeah. What what, what do you think that would be? I would anchorman. Anchorman. Yeah. Anchorman. Ah, whatever. I can't find it. Let's okay. move on. All right. Let me go back into the John drawer here and see what we can find. All right. I think we need stories of uh, people doing good things uh, from time to time. Is this uh, Preston's Heroes? It's Preston's Heroes. Um, <laughs> oh, well, then I got something for that, my man. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll wait for We that. were inspired by Barsky's Heroes. Oh, is that? Yeah. Gr- Gradles. Uh, oh, greatest, okay. greatest American Hero. There you go. Oh, better known as Gradles. Actually, I, 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 it's greatest. Oh, it's right uh, Anyway, so uh, and <laughs> listen to this. An 80-year-old janitor went back to work uh, to cover expenses, and now students are trying to help him afford retirement. Oh, uh, that's awesome. It's called Mr. James. Uh, he was uh, returned to work at uh, Callisburg High School in Texas last month after his monthly rent went up $400. Oh, that's great. So he's 80? He's 80. Oh. And to support support him, the students started a GoFundMe called uh, Getting Mr. James Out of This School. Uh, And uh, student Grayson Thurman is the one who organized it. And now... Thurman! It's over $200,000 they've raised. Oh, that's excellent. Isn't that amazing? Listen, um, you see so much stuff uh, that can depress you and bring you down, and you see this, and it kind of gives you hope. Man, there was another story. Uh, I saw it a, a few weeks ago, and I don't know if I mentioned it on air or not. But these um, uh, these kids at this uh, at this elementary school, um, their playground didn't have um, uh, inclusive uh, playground equipment for kids with disabilities. Right, and they had like you know like four kids that were in wheelchairs that right. were going to school there, and the kids went to the teacher, a couple of kids, and they said, "Hey, how can we get some stuff for these for these kids?" And they said, "Well." It costs a lot of money. It's, right, right. It's like ten thousand dollars. 
So the kids on their own started fundraising campaigns, not not GoFundMe. Like they went out to stores and set up wow. stands and asked people to donate money, and it was the most precious thing. These kids, he's like third and fourth graders. There's a kid who is talking about it. I'm going to get choked up thinking yeah. talking about this right now. I mean, he's like bawling his eyes Aww. out about the fact. This is not one of the kids with disabilities. One of the kids that helped start this was like yeah. he. Yeah. It was so heartbroken. Uh, that his friends, his fellow students, didn't have a place to play and got it started. And watching this kid cry while he was talking about it just ripped my heart out in a good way. Yeah. Uh, just know that there's that, that innocence, that compassion that's that's uh, innate to uh, to people, you know. Um, it's It was so sweet. It was so wonderful. And I was really happy to see that. And so this story that's great. It's very reminded similar. me of that, too. So I thought that was really cool. So, I thought we could all use the story. Any more Barsky's here? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> No, no more Barsky's here. Were the kids crying as much as uh, that one guy when uh, Michael Barkhand said BS in there? <laughs> yeah. I want to say that. What's that from again? That's from Anchorman. Anchorman. Oh. When, he when he says, says go, F yourself. <laughs> go F yourself, San Diego. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't see. <laughs> Who was that guy? That was uh, from uh, SNL. SNL. I can't Chris, remember. Chris Parnell? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Chris Parnell. He's also. I'm looking to play a little handball. My yeah. hand, your your yeah, hand, my ball. Your hand, my ball. He's a play he's, a little handball. Chris Parnell's underrated. Uh, he's tremendously underrated. He's really funny. And uh, you know, they, he, he did the Narnia rap. Remember earlier? Yes. That was one of the first viral videos. Is that him and Sandberg? Yes. Yeah. Man, he's so good. Anyway, Poop. all right. Uh, let's see what else we got. <laughs> All right, how about this? Uh, the 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California. Oh, yeah? Does that ring a bell? Harris Bueller. That yes. is correct, ah. yes. Well, uh, Bonhams is auctioning one of the four very vehicles made for that coming-of-age comedy. Uh, this replica movie car, officially dubbed the 1985 Modena Spider California, was manufactured by California's uh, Medina Design and Development using a bespoke multi-tube space frame chassis with precisely created wheelbase dimensions. I'll tell you a little bit about the car. And I'll tell you my connection to that car. Okay. The fiberglass body incorporates a steel cowl brace, steel door inners, and steel boot lid, while power comes from a rebranded 168-horsepower Ford 5.0-liter V8. It's only 168 horsepower. Uh, despite, really despite the classic gated shifter configuration found in between the tan leather seats, the engine is actually coupled but to a four-speed automatic transmission, uh, which a 23-year-old Broderick reportedly hadn't learned to drive a stick while filming began. So that's why they made a uh, an automatic version yeah, for yeah. the movie. So what's your connection? So Alan Ruck up here on our show. Obviously, he's from the movie. And he touted a new garage door. This is your connection to the and car? I purchased that garage door. So in, in many ways, <laughs> you I don't that. think you can talk about Ferris <laughs> without, without bringing that Understood. up. Understood. Yeah, yeah. In that commercial, Steve, wasn't the Ferrari in the garage? Or yeah. So that's yeah. it, because he yeah. plays himself as an adult, and he's able to remotely look through, use the Wi-Fi camera, which is on the uh, garage door that I have. How many times a day do you think you open and close that uh, garage door? Nine times. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nine times. Nine so, times. 
According to the seller, the car was acquired by the previous owner, a Los Angeles plastic surgeon in 1989 from a Paramount Picture Cars employee as a partial payment for services. Uh, the doctor would retain the car for the next three decades, making a few minor updates, including adding disc brakes in the back and various cosmetic changes, and driving it only sparingly. In the late aughts, uh, the car was laid up in a Beverly Hills garage and discovered by the seller after being parked for about a decade. It just sat there, yeah. which happens. Right, yeah. Uh, while only three road-going replicas uh, of Ferris Bueller Ferraris were made for driving sequences, they did make a fourth that was made without a drivetrain uh, to crash in the famed odometer reversing scene. So to launch it out the back. Correct. Yeah. And there are still more, far more attainable uh, than, or these are, are far more attainable than the actual Ferrari 250 GT California, which would be valued at about $7 million Holy hell! in even less than desirable condition. That's how it's sought after that particular vehicle is. Steve, wow. There was it's that, a sexy car. It, it's one of my all-time favorites in movies, uh, that and the Corvette that uh, Otter drives in um, Animal House. Uh, um Steve, there was that documentary that came out about Ferris Bueller's uh, yes. a couple of years ago, maybe four or five at this point. But anyway, uh, they go into a lot of detail about the movie. Originally, it was going to be like four hours long. There's yes. a whole backstory. With, opus. Yeah. yeah, with Charlie Sheen. There were four kids oh, in the family. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> uh, but Charlie Sheen's dad was the tow truck driver that, that uh, tows the principal's right. uh, car at the end of the movie. Anyway, they went into a long scene as, as to how they uh, launched this Ferrari out of that uh, garage and through the glass, and it took a lot of work because it's a real car that they yeah. launched it. It's not without 19- a drivetrain, but they did launch it. Yeah, yeah it's not a 1961 Ferrari. That, uh, it was a mock-up, but it was really fascinating to see how they actually pulled that thing off. And that house that uh, was a real house yeah. with that garage, and I think that was up for sale a couple of years ago as well. It was. Yep. Uh, I, so- and I think there's a plaque that uh, commemorates my garage door. <laughs> I think Probably there should there. Be, yeah. yeah. All right, so if you are interested, that car is up for sale. Now, I have no idea uh, what the asking price is going to be on this, but uh, $7 million, Oh, there is, no, I'm sorry. It's uh, expected to fetch between three hundred and fifty and four hundred and fifty grand. So, of course, my dream car out of mil- movies would be the Aston Martin DB Coupe from Goldfinger. Uh, you know, it's classic, one of the, the most. But I would also take um, uh, a couple of the Batmobiles. Yeah. I'd be down with that. It'd be all right. All right, let's see what else we have in the drunk drawer. All right, here we go. Uh, TikTokers are complaining about a strange side effect of dating uh, with a tag called Boyfriend Air. <laughs> Topic has over 18 million likes with girlfriends complaining that they seem to get uglier when they visit their boyfriend's house. What? That the girls themselves get uglier when they visit their boyfriend's house. Yes. I, I, I've owned that. Someone, you know, well, it depends, I guess, along where you are on the dating Yeah, how long you've been dating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're very casual, then you can show up like a mess. Well, no, they're saying that it happens while they're there. When they go, yeah. Huh? So I, side I'm, effects including breakouts, hair that won't cooperate, and having to constantly reapply deodorant. So it's the guy's fault. Yeah. Okay. Married woman Jan said she doesn't believe in boyfriend air until she stayed at her mother's house a few days ago and it felt gross when she came home to her husband. Uh, Sophie Garland said that she was worried about moving in with her boyfriend because of the effects that it might have. I'm missing some of this. So they show up and they believe being where they're at their boyfriend's house mm-hmm. is actually making them less attractive. Yep. And dinging them up a bit. Yep. I, I don't I don't get it. My wife has gotten more and more beautiful every single she day is, yes. of our lives together. Stunning. I know. Crazy. It's amazing how this that is, happens. This makes no sense. You know, yeah. she's, she has that. When I first met her, she's got that same... 
smile that's very infectious, yeah. that warm smile. Uh, Rochelle has it, too, and, and Claire. Uh, you know, it's, it's really the spice of life, man. Yeah. Did I mention my garage door? Uh, Sophie Garland said that she worried about moving in with her boyfriend because of the effects it might have. She said, I don't know how I was going to live the rest of my life feeling like that. Before explaining that it did eventually go away. Snap out of it, bitch. So, boyfriend air. Uh, it's yeah, thank you, Kathy. I would thought, uh, boyfriend air, I, th- I would assume would be a fart. Uh, it's, another, it's another dumb TikTok thing. TikTok is awesome. And anyway, uh, all right, how about this? Um, <laughs> you might think of uh, Botus ripping suspense when you think of passionate romps, but oh, a uh, University of York study shows planning your next sexual encounter can be just as spicy. They don't use the term bodice ripper anymore, That's do they? Botus, no. I don't even know what that it's, is. It's a, it's a real vigorous romance. Like a like a you know like a like a uh, a, pot, a, bo- a bodice a, is like a, a piece of yeah, lingerie, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're they're usually like um ah uh, oh. yeah a, a classic like Harlequin romance. Is that would where be Botticelli a comes ripper. from? You no, uh, Botticelli esque is a, uh, the the artist Botticelli, and so um um they they tend to be more zoftic, uh fuller figured. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but but I'm wondering if, if if a bodice came from Botticelli. I don't know. I think it comes from Bofties. Bofties. <laughs> I think it's spelled differently. Uh, so anyhow, in a survey of 100 couples over three weeks, researchers found, researchers found that spontaneous romps were not more satisfying than planned escapades. Uh, researchers say that the key is intention versus expectation. So they're saying it's okay to to plan it ahead of time. I'm I, we're at a point in our life where we have to do that. We got too many people in our house. I, and then you have to give the address to the hooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to make Crazy. sure payments yeah. all covered. Absolutely. No, we we uh, we'll, we'll plan it. Yeah, we will a- absolutely say. You know, we'll look at the schedule and go. Okay, look, we have a window here. Yes, Let's gotta, do it. We get that air fryer today or never. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the study author, Katrina Kovavich, uh, she says expectations for sex during holidays, anniversaries, and birthdays can lead to folks feeling pressure. Hmm. Huh. Oh. Okay. All right. So I don't understand, but uh, like where the pressure comes from. But you guys know, like when, when it's your birthday. Yeah. Do you expect a little something? No. No? No. Not specifically, uh, you know, on my birthday. I want chocolate chip cookies. Do you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Did you do a birthday? Yeah. Okay. From yeah. yourself or from someone else? No, no, no. Oh. From... from... <laughs> Give me five minutes. <laughs> I'm going to go rub one out. It's my birthday. <laughs> Before I blow these candles out, I'll be right back. <laughs> Keep singing. <laughs> do the cha-cha-cha um, thing. I should be finished by then. Uh, so it's okay to plan for it. Yeah. Okay. What saying. It's, it's just as... Uh, Satisfying. Spicy uh, as when you have uh, spontaneous sex. According to the experts. It's, it's bodice ripping. All right. Uh, what time is it? Let's see how much time we have. time for another one. All right. All right. So if you can't get enough of true crime, did I already cover this? No, I don't know. We talked about this maybe this a while familiar. back. There may be a primal reason why that we can't get enough of true crime. No, uh, you didn't do this. Research scientist uh, Colton Shrivener speculates that morbid curiosity could be over 300,000 years old. I uh, said true crime can have a learning component to it, or at least a perceived learning component. He said, we feel like we're more prepared in these kinds of situations. When Og returned to the cave, 
Blort was there. Yeah. And that raised suspicion. They had just had pterodactyl the night before. <laughs> I'm Kevin Cro-Magnum. <laughs> Kevin Cro-Magnum? Right, so I guess they, they used to have to act those out because they didn't have television. No, they back did not. Then, and so people would gather around. Right, yeah. right. Uh, many fans of the genre do. There was blood on the loincloth. <laughs> uh, many fans of the genre do agree to that. In a one poll survey, 76% of 2000 true crime fans. Uh, say they felt learning about these acts helped them avoid similar situations. I I just find it fascinating. I think the morbid curiosity thing has yeah. a strong hold of it. Are you guys all fans? I, I will. I love a good Dateline. I love absolutely. a good 2020. They're but all the same. They're all the same. It's they're like, oh, it's the husband or the boyfriend did it. But Kathy, one time, and I was so pissed because <laughs> it was a two-hour episode, right? And it was this, uh, unfortunately, it was a, like a high school girl who was murdered. And, and there was this creepy guy in the neighborhood. And you're like, oh, it's right. got to be that dude, blah, blah, blah. He said he had three testicles. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. For an, hour, for an hour and 45 minutes, there was one character who was never even introduced. Oh, and then the in the end. last 10 minutes, you're like, oh, it's the kid who lived down the street. Right? <laughs> what? The kid? You can't do that. Exist? I actually can't watch them anymore. And then they realized she had been hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> because they are all exactly the same. And I'm like, here we go again. Uh-huh. So I kind of like faded away from them. Right. Steve, uh, let me see if this makes any sense to you. I, if it's at all a recent story, I can't watch it. I cringe. Yeah. But if it's something. Yeah, I kind of think it's unless it's something that's been so blown up in the headlines that you're, you're got to find out what happened. Yeah, but even that. I like, think you let it. I, I, I don't know if it's say respect or that awful to, story that the, you know the two people driving across the country a year or so ago. Like I, right. I, that one still to me is too fresh. But but I love the TV show Mindhunter. I love the Ted Gein or what's um, Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Yeah, and, and Ted is this much more pleasant brother. <laughs> yeah. Why can't you be more like, like Ted? Ted's always having parties. People love Ted. You're there. Oh, I'm gonna make a flesh skirt. Yeah. The pit, right. the thing, and you're dressing them out. You can't treat women like that. Look at what Ted does. He goes out on dates. They go to cafes. I'm not Ted, okay? I'm Ed. I need clothing made from women's flesh. See? There you go again. Have you ever thought of that? Like a, a clothes store. Right. Ted, can you take Ed out and show him around and, you know, get him social for crying out loud? I gotta tell you, Ned, those boys are driving me crazy. Yeah. So the dad is Ned. Ned, yeah. And the yeah. kids dad, are Ned. Ned. Yeah. Ned. Yeah. Ted, Ed, and Ned. Yeah. And Fred was the grandfather. <laughs> um, but I know, yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm fascinated like, by these things. I, when, uh, when I really get interested is when they have a, a religious slant to them. Like a cult. A cult, yeah. Yes. I, I'm... I'm oh. just fascinated. By the way, no third season of Mindhunter. I know, yeah, I know. I saw that. They said that do it. it's. They, they said it wasn't enough of a success. It was huge. It yeah. was. It was a fantastic series. Are you guys watching a documentary on? I think it's Netflix about that. The sex cult. Um, I, I, I definitely want to get to that. Which one? Yeah. Um, the most recent one. Yeah. yeah. Nexium. It's not. So I thought it was going to be Nexium. It's Ozempic. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Schism prism. <laughs> he was called the Ozempic Killer. Oh my God. He was slender and had a tan. Yeah. 
He was losing weight regularly. Right. While and no one could explain why he never seemed to exercise, and yeah. his diet was not very good. But there he was, lean and mean. Risen kism rizem. Risen kism ab rizem. Risen kism ab rizem. Anyway, uh, what's it about? Uh, a sex cult. There's this guy who, and I thought, so when yeah. my wife was telling me about it, I thought it was the Nexium one, but it's it's not. It's something completely different. But this dude preys upon <laughs> women who are uh, just broken. Okay. And, right. and he, like, brainwashes them into yeah. thinking that they've done or said or, you know, something wrong. And uh, oh, that's, but that's an mo that's common to the. Oh, sure. They, if you look at if you look at the the Nexium uh, cult, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 girl from Smallville who is uh, you, you know yeah she she went from kind of lost to branding other women right with the cult's symbol on them. Yeah. Was it, it called Orgasm Incorporated, Casey? No, I don't think so. Is it Sky uh, Rizzy? It's Sky Rizzy. <laughs> Rizab. Rizzy Kizamab No, um, but at one point, there's one girl who was in the cult who then recruited her sister. Her sister was in med school to be uh, a psychiatrist, a what? psychologist. So Ned, Ted and, and Ned went to med school? Yes. <laughs> so it's crazy, man. Yeah. And, and the moment they they, they they bring people on, they, they have these wonderful ideas to open up a new chapter of life to you. And this is going to be more. And at some point, it's like, and now you have to have sex with me. Well, that's yeah. Nexium. Make it complete. Yeah, so, totally. Wait, if you watch the documentary yeah. about the, the, the Nexium cult, yeah. and I think, Preston, you had the same reaction. In the beginning, you're like, that rap's pretty hey. legit. Yeah, we're like, these that's, are, these are like good a, ideas like for self-improvement yeah. and, and so on. And, and it goes left. And it crosses the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like the the whole Scientology. Oh I'm sure it's like God, there was a point where stuff. Charles Manson was going, timeshares in Florida are a good investment. <laughs> and then that later became, you're killing me. <laughs> Stolen you. Think of your family having a wonderful location in Miami to go and spend the holidays. Anytime. You're killing me. <laughs> That's the one, Nick. It's Hulu. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's called Stolen Youth is one of the cases referring to. It. It's uh, inside the cult at Sar- uh, Sarah Lawrence University. It's um, on Hulu, if you want to check it yeah, out. So, oh, yeah, so here's the deal. The, the guy, his daughter went to Sarah Lawrence University. <laughs> he ended up moving like into the dorm. Oh, my God. Well, recru- yeah. Case, the most recent, the killer, the the guy from from, uh, uh, from uh, the Poconos. Yes. Um, that, that's too fresh. I mean, yeah. that's, you yeah, know, we're, we're learning things fresh. about that. But, but these, maybe I am fascinated by uh, some of the stuff in that, uh, you know, you know how how can you be duped? How can people be duped by people slap? like that? You know how can what, she though? slap? Yeah. <laughs> how can she slap? Look at, <laughs> that's why you always have to entertain, always keep your sort of uh, radar up for if you're going down a slippery slope, you know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, uh, these are, there are a lot of people... You look at uh, well, there's 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 heiresses are involved in the Nexium cult. Was it the Seagrams? Yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. Seagrams heiress. Uh, so we can't wrap up now. Well, because we got this Bruce song guy. Well, we can, but we can't play a song coming back. We got an interview and. All right, uh, Casey was telling me to, to rap just a, a moment ago. We have Gina Gershon coming. She wants up. you to act free free verse. Uh, so, and then, we, but we also have to play a Bruce Springsteen song in this hour. Uh, are, we, are we doing it again? Or do we have it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's on Monday? Continues to Monday. Okay. Um, oh, man. What are we, yeah, we just keep going. <laughs> yeah, just, just keep, keep going. going yeah. Damn it. Yeah, sky raising. I mean, now that Rizzing I don't want to... I don't want to... Now that I don't have things to talk about, but it just kind of... 
puts us in a bind later on because we have more guests coming up. We're going to have uh, Doc Rivers stopping yes. by here around 9.30 and uh, George uh, Niang's going to be here too. We had one guest uh, not show up which has thrown us off. Oh. I have a colonoscopy, uh, colonoscopy question for the room. Yes. Uh, I, I posted something on my Instagram account last night and uh, actually two questions. The first was that uh, everybody says it's the best nap you're ever going to get. Yes. I found So I've never done any sort of... Um, Drug or uh, you know pot or but propofol. The propofol was a revelation, and you and then I'm like maybe I can see what my uh, what Michael Jackson was into here. It's but you're gonna long be enough. you're gonna be okay. tired for the rest of the day. Yeah, I mean I'm not planning on going anywhere afterwards. Uh, you know, and, and I'm looking forward to having a meal tonight. But the other thing that people said was that uh, post procedure. Uh, you are farting for a long period of time because Not, of the amount of air that's in your system. Really? Not me. I, there's a lot of comments on, on my Instagram post said you're just going to be farting up a storm for several hours I'll, afterwards. I'll tell you what you, uh, when I came out of it the first time and, and it, uh, each of the subsequent, I had two in one month, I told you, um, you feel cocooned and warm and yeah. it's just wonderful. I like a cocoon. And, and as far as the, the propofol goes, uh, Nick, it, you, you get about uh, 30 seconds of a, you know, you just took like two good shots of tequila. Yeah. yeah. And then you go to sleep. I love it. That's it. So it's, it's so it's a, it's a relaxing way to drift off, mm-hmm. no question. And then then you wake up and you're groggy for a while. Is there a difference between an endoscopy and a colonoscopy? Yeah, yeah. one yeah. goes down your, one mouth, goes down one your throat, your butt. but you one can get a lower one. You can get a lower endoscopy. Yeah, but yes. that still goes down your throat. Yeah, oh, it does. I, yeah, it's it's I've the had upper, both. Like like an upper endoscopy, I think is your uh, is like your stomach. I see. And then the if if they go down further, it might be considered lower. Oh my god, I might be full of crap. I don't know. They basically it was You're almost not. like a fire hose <laughs> down my nose. And you know when they were trying to, when I have the uh, achalasia, the esophageal issue, which yeah. has since been corrected. That that was. <laughs> Because you have a thing that is forcing you in every way to swallow. Your, your, your reaction is to swallow. Your natural, you know, reflexive action. And they tell you not to swallow because they're trying to get a camera. Yeah. And not jiggle the camera and, and see what's down there. And it's like. You know what, Nick? I think the best answer to your question is <clears throat> everybody's different. So okay. You may fart. You may not. Yeah. You, know, right. uh, you may have a great nap. You may not. Like. I remember when I did my prep. I didn't think it was that bad, but like I don't either. My cousin's wife was like, "I'll never do it again." No, and that was the other thing. Like yeah. people were saying, like the prep is the worst thing you're going to have to go through. The procedure's fine, but the prep is terrible. Look, it's not fun, but it's uh, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's inconvenient. Yeah, it's it's a, a day of diarrhea, which you know, quite the, frankly, is a cleansing. The difference, though, Nick, is also is that a lot of times, we, so we we are supposed to be here earlier than yeah. most people, and so we always like I've done the show every time. And so it holds it till later. So a lot of people will schedule their colonoscopies early. That's not something well, we can't do. Th- originally, they said it was going to be at 630. And yeah. then I said, no, I want to go to work that morning. And so they, they rescheduled it to 1230. Yeah. But whatever, it's fine. Uh, also, I think we were wrong, Preston. Okay. Uh, a lower GI endoscopy also referred to as a colonoscopy. Oh, okay. Is that right? I did All not right. know that. All right. Then we're way off base. Uh-huh. As usual. <laughs> <laughs> Information you Seems cannot right. use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so are you getting it done at uh, Perlman Center? No, I am getting it oh. done in the suburbs, which is why I had to wait for a while. So, at Pika's? Uh, I'm going to Pika's. That's uh, weird. Well, you know what? They have a, a great after-procedure program <laughs> okay, where yeah. you get to eat all the pizza you Where's want. Where's that sauce No, I live near Penn, Madison, and Radnor. I didn't want to go in and out of the city afterwards. Are you walking home? I'm going to walk home, yeah. I'm going to run over. With that hose in your butt. I mean, I walked from because I had mine done at the Perlman Center, and then I went and grabbed some uh, breakfast afterwards. 
and my I was going down the shore. My cousin works by City Hall or worked there, and I so I walked from Perlman to City Hall. Well, so afterwards, I, yeah, the, several of the because um, you get all this prep uh, information and, and uh, emails and, and texts and whatever, and then yeah, I had to watch this YouTube video last night. They said uh, the Penn Medicine won't let you leave if you Unless don't you have, have an some, escort. You have yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, you you have to sign a uh, against. Medical uh, opinions, advice. AMA. Yeah. Okay. So uh, against medical against advice. Against all odds, you have so to watch it. I had to sign the thing to, to walk out on my own. I got you, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm, I don't live far from there, but uh, my uh, my girlfriend's going to come pick me up and take me home. By the way, didn't we know someone, and I won't say who it was if, we, if not, that uh, they, they weren't going to get a ride home from someone, so they refused the... Uh, 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 yeah. the the anesthesia the in, in, the, in the colonoscopy yes. oh my and God. said if I if I'm not allowed to drive I don't have someone to pick me up just go ahead and stick that thing in my butt and get this over with yeah and no and did not knock them out here's a better idea just lie say yeah I got a ride yeah yeah <laughs> well that that person has to be there no no I'm telling you, you I just, walked out gonna, oh okay you say right. I'm going to meet them out in front yeah uh, yeah and then then what you do is you keep like a, a disguise and you go I'm here to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> So you walked all the way to City Hall after that? I did. Yeah, and I not, that's not a short not press track. <laughs> not our City Hall, Manhattan. Yeah, wow, it's crazy. It's not short at all. I'm, I, I can't. I actually can't believe you did that. So I'm looking it up. Walking right now from the Perlman Center to City Hall is going to take you 38 minutes. Yeah, that sounds about right. So you, <laughs> what? Post colonoscopy. Yeah, I went. I went to the White Dog Cafe. <laughs> I had the most amazing strawberry French toast of my oh, entire oh, life. They're, they're <laughs> phenomenal. Oh my god! Don't you celebrate your colonoscopy? Uh, yeah. Well, I hadn't eaten mm. in a little while, yeah. so I went there and I sat all by myself and I threw some headphones in and I oh. listened to some music and ate some strawberry French toast and that then sounds I nice. walked on over to. I walked on down the hall. Yeah, uh, yeah and it was awesome. Huh. I mean, oh wow. Wasn't awesome, but you ever had French toast after a colonoscopy? <laughs> Walking down the boardwalk, you your ass. Walking down the boardwalk, just been reamed out during a colonoscopy, and you had the greatest French toast you ever had. <laughs> God, I had no idea. By the way, this doesn't count as the Bruce song. Oh, right, oh yeah. no, 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 stop no. it! Stop it right now. We're supposed oh, to play no, one in the no. nine o'clock. Oh, right. That's yeah. not it. No, we were talking about it. It's not it. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll just play this one instead. All right, that's better. <laughs> they had accidentally played a Bruce song, which raised the ire of one particular listener. <laughs> and one particular program director. Yeah. God uh, damn it. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. Lori has uh, an interesting uh, uh, a colonoscopy observation. Hi, uh, Lori. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? What's up, Lori? <laughs> Nick, make sure you're, you you choose wisely when you bring somebody with you today because um, they didn't tell me that you have to fart afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to go in my 20s to get one, which is obviously not common. I had my dad take me. Thought that was no, you know, hey, sure. And, um, yeah, and then you come out afterwards and they sit you down in a little chair and then they're like, oh, you're going to have to fart for a while. There's just curtains between you and the other people. <laughs> There's no doors. <laughs> So my dad, I'm laughing, and I'm embarrassed as all heck. So my dad started farting with me, making me feel better. Aww. That's what a good dad does. I did not have the, Thanks, f- the farting thing. I didn't either. Yeah. I guess it's a it's a common side effect though, because they do uh, to expand it. They yeah. they shoot air up in there. They use can farts. We had uh, Jeff Devlin in here yesterday, and he was right, man. Yeah. You they wheel you in there. And they just, you know, your ass is just as exposed as it can be. And there's attractive text. Yeah. 
that are working, terrible. cute girls that are, you know, <laughs> furthering their medical just... career and your butt's just hanging out, whatever skin tags and lesions and things you might have on your ass. Things you don't like to see. Yeah. yeah. So, so they, uh, but you know what? They, every time uh, they have been nothing but wonderful. I mean, really. They're super professional. They're so good at that. Yeah, at least to your face, they're super professional. But still, in your mind, yeah. yeah. Like, is that a you can be as professional as you want. Yeah. <laughs> right? Once you get the propaganda. Jesus Christ, this guy's butthole's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nick, you're going to be like post-war Berlin. Yeah, I'm, I'm. This is not the right word, but I am actually kind of excited about it. Like, I'm. I've never had one before, so I'm looking forward to doing it and getting the uh, procedure behind me and moving on. Nick's mm-hmm. first ever calling us. Yeah. yeah. And what do you get afterwards? Like chocolate chip cookies or something? Ooh. Oh, you know, you, 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 you get some. Uh, yeah, I got, yeah, I got a couple cookies. And but I juice. think you said he yeah. had, had a cake afterwards. <laughs> anyway, I said chocolate chip cookies. Guys, guys, <laughs> our guest is online. Oh, I'm trying, oh, to right. right. trying to wrap it up. Trying to wrap it up. Godspeed, Nick. Thank you. All right, uh, our next guest is on to promote. <laughs> A um, uh, film that's prom- uh, it's actually debuting tomorrow on uh, Lifetime, and she is the director. Yeah, of Life- this. Lifetime's been doing some really good uh, movies like this. We were lucky enough to have her in our studio a few years ago, and we're very impressed with her. Please welcome the amazing Gina Gershon yeah. to the show. Hi, Gina. Good morning. Hi, guys. How you doing? We are doing wonderful, and happy to talk to you once again. And this is. Uh, this is your directorial debut. You've never helmed a, uh, a project like this before. Well, I've I've never filmed a, a full length okay. uh, feature. You know, I did a short movie during COVID. Um, you know, I was in an anthology of shorts called Within, and I kind of did this documentary that I when I went on tour called Rocked. Um, I kind of co-directed that, but this is my first feature length. You know, yeah, actual whole film. Um, yeah. So well, I, you know, I have to say, Gina, that the um, uh, so I love of uh, you know um, uh, they 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 they've gotten aggressive in their um, their content and like really some really well done biting stuff and this involves uh, a kidnapping and a crime. Give us the, uh, the the short synopsis. The short synopsis is a very um, possibly mentally unstable guy, but definitely obsessed with his girlfriend. Um, breaks in, you know, goes into Val's house, a woman who is, you know, a fantastic mother, very loving, two little kids, a husband at work, completely compassionate, kind, always putting herself in front of others, and he shows up with a shotgun, needing a car, and because she wants to protect her kids and husband from coming home and potentially getting killed, she decides, she talks him into letting her drive him around. Um, and, and doing this, you know, to try to find the girlfriend. Now, at this point, he's already killed a few people. Um, he's a little unhinged. And but, you know, it's a guy who's really disenfranchised. You know, he's 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 troubled. You know, he's been through the foster care system. Not a right. good fan. Being complete antithesis of what Val is presenting in her home life. And by her sheer kindness and compassion and empathy she talks him out of killing other people and killing himself this sounds uh, gina this sounds similar uh, um to actual stories that we've heard about things like this happening where uh, someone is is brought along you know sort of as a, 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 an assistant or whatever an accomplice against their will was there any one story that served as the predicate for this well this is based on a true story it is okay this was the story I, I just read, you know, um, the transcripts of this. And, 
yes, based on a true story. I mean, I think Lifetime's really, you know, they have that whole true crime series. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they are trying to get edgy when Tanya Lopez called me. She's like, I think you should be directing here. And, I, I mean, I kind of felt like, well, maybe I'm a little bit, my vision would be a little too edgy because I kind of wanted to get inside his head. Yeah. You know, see why and how this guy got to this point to really feel him. Which, um, And she was like, you know, you do whatever you want. It was a lower budget project. It, she knew it was my first time. She goes, you know. Do whatever you want to do. I'm I love like, that. That's great. Uh, but- probably never be told this. Next time the studio will change things. This will. <laughs> you know, the twelve desperate hours was me trying to make a day because there wasn't a lot of time to shoot this. So I was, you know, thankfully I had incredible actors. And- well, speaking of that, I'm I'm on board because Samantha Mathis is playing uh, the female lead. I've always loved her. Which says uh, she your choice? Oh yeah, nice. I love Samantha. She's perfect. She embodies empathy. She embodies compassion. She's she can't you know, she's a very kind and also I knew I would need help. You know, sometimes when I was getting frantic, I would just look at Sam and she'd be like, It's okay. I'm like, Okay, it's okay. Oh. My actions really helped me, you know, kind of stay calm when the situation was definitely not optimal to shoot in, you know. Um, so I just I had to have a solid team of, of people and Harrison Thomas to me was a real find um, because I just didn't want to do this cliche, oh, guy with a gun, and no. you really it, get underneath him and understand, you know, listen, it's it's a it's a real problem. There's a lot of... Um, disconnected people. Disconnected people, especially these young men, and it's so easy to get your hands on guns. It's It's too easy, you know, and we just don't have enough rules in place, and, you know, I'm just so sick of seeing, you know, every day another... You know, mass shoot, another killing, and and I just thought, you know, wow, if it was kind of, I thought it was interesting because this is a, a shared experience we're all having in America now, and I thought this project showed the problem and the solution. You know, so I thought, you know, I, I'd like to tell this story. I wish. Well, we 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 were talking about uh, you know earlier about our our fascination with with true crime with mm-hmm. uh, you know a Dateline and and things like that, and I, I think your instinct to try to um, focus in on his the the perpetrator's mindset. We know we know you know the heroic nature of the person of of, uh, of um, you know the the, the female lead. Uh, that's something, but I think what always draws us to these things is you know how does. How many notches away can the average person be from going to this level? And, and you know, and also we look for ways to hopefully help us avoid that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think we have to recognize that we're, we're all connected, just how connected we all are and, and how the way we treat people can have a direct effect on their behavior for better or worse. And, right. you know, no one's just, I don't think, no one's just born bad, like, and, and no one's born. I mean, I think in this instance, and you know, in the true story, people weren't sure if he had mental issues, um, if he was mentally challenged, or if he wasn't. Like, they weren't sure when you know they actually put him in jail for life, and then they changed it to twenty-eight years. And in those, you know, if this took place in the seventies, and they're like, in those days, it was like you're either totally fine or you're schizophrenic. There, those. Mm. Shades of gray didn't exist. Mm. And listen, you have to be a little bit crazy to go into a school and shoot all these innocent kids or right. to go anywhere. But I think 
it's so difficult. We're living through a very difficult time, and there's a lot of people who have just are disconnected, and they have nothing, and somehow, you know, whatever the influence is, you know, um, I'm sure social media doesn't help, the Internet, like, gives... Do you do you go on social media? Are, are you a social media person? I don't I don't see you really ever popping up. You know, I I'm not a great social media. I have Instagram, <laughs> and you know, I I'm not great at it. I I'm the first to admit it. I I try. Yeah. <laughs> but I, sometimes I work on it, and I'm like, oh, I should be right. It, you know, it's by, I understand the importance. I'm not great at it. I'm arguably not great at it. Um, well, I'm trying. Well, I'm trying. Now that you have the bug, I, I mean, with the directing, and you talk about writing, would, would you ever direct something that, I mean, how how much of a follow-through will it be on this? Have you had your taste and you've had enough? Or are you incited to progress and write something and direct it? Oh, yeah, no, that would be the dream. I've always wanted to direct, you know, and it's just a matter of, um, I kept. I always thought, oh, I'd be writing a piece and directing it or finding it. And I, there's a couple projects I do have that I'm writing, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to direct them. <laughs> well, we're going to gonna watch this. I mean, honestly, that I could direct yeah. these are bigger projects. I want to be in it, and someone else to direct it. Me in them. You know, whatever. I really love directing, though. I would. I would love to do some more of it. I think it's it's really fun and. I would like to do with a little bit of a bigger budget and a little bit more time. Yeah. Well, with these the, the Lifetime movies, I have to say that the track record's been really good. And, yeah. that, you know, as I say, ripped from the pages of uh, of today's headlines. But but they're they're really done well, so we're going to definitely check it out. It's yeah. on tomorrow night on Lifetime at 8 p.m., correct? Yep. Yes. Tomorrow, tomorrow night is the premiere, 8 p.m. and 7 central, I believe. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm excited about it. I was really thankful that they gave me this opportunity. Awesome. We're happy for you. Thank you, Gina, for joining us 12 Desperate Hours tomorrow night, live time at 8 o'clock. We'll talk to you another time. All right, Gina? Yes, yeah, All right, take care. Gina, yeah. good And it is called 12 Desperate Hours. All I right. It's a true story. <clears throat> we need to take a break uh, because we're going to have doctors here uh, in the studio. We didn't even know this was going to happen. From the Sixers, so it's a pretty sweet deal. He'll be stopping in, and uh, a little bit after that, we're going to get uh, George Niang here as well. So hang out with us. We'll be right back. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We are rolling whenever you're ready, Sam. Coming this Tuesday, the Virginia Lottery is... Try option three. The Virginia Lottery has newly brewed and fun to do... Try four. We have a rotating selection of scratchers, online games, print and play... Actually, just read option one. Virginia Lottery, new games every Tuesday. Perfect. For more information, visit valottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Well, Doc Rivers canceled on us. He just left a while ago. going to have a root canal. That's the oldest excuse in the book. Um, so now I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about because uh, okay. we moved things around a little bit. Well, do you, we have that audio. You want to hear the audio of the, the Britney Spears? I want to uh, hear this. I didn't. Um, uh, you guys talked about it the other day, and I didn't hear it yet. Yeah. And there's a... There's a 
there is an ever-growing uh, group of people who are now second-guessing... <laughs> what? Oh, the father. Whether she needed a the free brain movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I'm. I don't know why, but like this has grabbed my attention um, more so than when you know everything was going on with her father and she was trying to become you know independent right. and all of that. But like I'm just watching her online and on social media, and like it's just not. It there's something wrong. Okay. Uh, what is this uh, of? I don't. I don't know what it's is she her. Doing? She is in front of the uh, doing an Instagram post. She has this garment that apparently was given to her, mm-hmm. and she's doing this um, um, accent dialect, and she's running around and starts uh, talking about a roller coaster. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Great news. This. Okay. So last week, guys, I made a dress. It's really proud. Diamond panel. Slip in the back. A girlfriend helped me sew it. She sent me a dress I didn't have to make myself. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm just saying. Okay, now I'm so proud. I didn't even have to make it myself. Thank you, company, for sending me this dress. Thank you. I just want you to know, if I shut down my Instagram, do not call the cops. Don't ever be a roller coaster. I got this dress as well. Never be a roller coaster! Okay. All right. Boy. What's going on with the accent? (laughs) No one knows. No one knows. It sounds almost like pseudo Australian. Yeah. That's yeah. I think that's what she's trying for. Okay. And then she run around like a ro- runs around like a roller coaster. She I was running like, around like a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for her. Uh, I really do. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's clearly you should collab with her. A little off. She needs my uh Your, you, image Kathy's restoration yes. business. <laughs> what would be the advice that uh, that you would offer her as a professional? Get your ass together, lady. <laughs> no. What are you doing? Get on social no, media. Well, like, first of all, well, yeah, that that's like for Stay everyone. on LinkedIn. Off social media, and then I makeup remover, uh, and then we'd then we'd sit down and, and work on her. Uh-huh. We'd get her some therapy and some help. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, she's um, she's definitely you know. Then people are second guessing the whole. Uh, yeah, she she shouldn't be under conservatorship, mm. right? Uh, or campaign. Kathy's conservatorship. That'd be cool. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could help her much more than her father could, and I wouldn't take as much money. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I unless this is all orchestrated and done on purpose and like you know behind it's a, the it's a, it's a big troll. That would be that yeah. you know and and I. Hold out a little bit of hope that that's the case. That we're all being taken for a ride. You know? I don't think so. This has gone on too long. I, I know, but like for instance, think of uh, when we had uh, Jake Busey on, and you know he was talking about his dad, and everybody's like, "Dude, your dad's bonkers," and he's like, "Yeah, but not really." You know, yeah. like you yeah. know, he, he's actually. And then we all went. But really, <laughs> but, but really. Uh, no. yeah, he was sitting in a park with his pants at his ankles. I'm yeah. pretty sure this is, uh, <clears throat> that's his son talking, trying to cover for his dad. Yeah, let me tell you, he knows what he's doing. He's he's out of his mind. So, what other ruses are like that that are out there? Because I, I, I remember, you know, when Joaquin Phoenix had that character that he was per- yes, playing yeah. for a little while, and he went and on Letterman. He did it for a documentary, mo- a faux doc, like a spinal tap. But, movie. but he didn't really. I think actually Letterman was in on that joke or yeah. it, uh, on the uh, secret or whatever. But I, I think that Joaquin kept it. Pretty close to the vest for a long period of time. Oh. Uh, this ain't a ruse. This this went through the I courts. Know. This went through uh, serious mental breakdown. It's not a ruse. She's you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and, but yeah. you feel bad for people like yeah, that. yeah for sure. But we Absolutely. talked about if you achieve a level of of fame or even if you if say high powered business people. I was watching the uh, Army Hammer uh, documentary about the the Arm and Hammer family. You know they, they, they um, and. Uh, there's a lot of loony people in that family, and there's. 
I think a lot of times when you get to a level of success or, you know, it can be said about anyone who achieves that level of wealth or fame. Not everybody, obviously. There's world individuals. But I think there might be something that helps contribute to someone who can succeed on that level. You know, you look. we talk about the great <clears throat> actors who have achieved things and, and great performances. But a lot of them were very troubled. You know, and and very sure. screwed up. I think yeah. if if any kid can make it out of stardom without being scarred by yeah. that, like I, yeah. I, it's I sent Casey this video last night. It's um Brian Cranston talking about his career, and Brian Cranston uh, became a star and became famous and subsequently wealthy after he'd been in the business for a long yeah, period yeah. of time. So he will to and he talks about adjusting to the fame and adjusting to the celebrity and the money. And look, these are good problems to have for sure. But like if you're that person and you're you're not a fully formed adult yet, and you're 16 years old. I, I can see how it would screw you up. You know, yeah. it's a good example of that. Will Wheaton. So Will Wheaton had oh, really? a, had an abusive um, oh, yeah. a childhood. Yeah, you know, and he talks about it. And I mean, like, I mean, there's there's no love lost between his parents. But I mean, also he admits that he's kind of, you know, askew a little bit. It's crazy. Yeah, I, and I wish, like, you know, I, and I don't know how how do this, but I wish that they took better care of their younger stars. Do you know what I mean? Because they, they kind of like chew them up and spit them out. And, yeah. you know, like they are especially at like a young age where you become so recognizable. You need a, you need like, like, a, a, like a Weinstein figure. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Oh, no, but like I don't, I don't know if there's like, you know, something that the union could do. I know. You know what I mean? Like, We're in the union, damn it. Yeah. Maybe we need to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Brittany, who knows? But she's she's on her own. She's got her. I mean, well, she she's got her husband, husband, Sam Ashkari. I, but that's yeah. I'm like, what is he doing? I, wasn't he a personal trainer? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. It's crazy. Well, you know what I do know is that uh, exactly one week from today is the cardboard classic. Yes. Now that we can bank on <laughs> and being uh, unhinged. So, if I recall correctly, when we were seeing it, first off, the layout looks phenomenal. Um, are there, are we going to have like fire pits around us? I, I don't know. We, I think we do right don't on, know. on the broadcast area. Right, the mm. picture that Rodney sent us looks pretty, the bar and everything, the yeah. whole, that whole area looks amazing. Everything's going to be a big surprise for, uh, for us next week. Cause you know, we're used to the way it was yes. a couple of years ago and this yep. is the new venue and a, a new viewing area and all that stuff. But what I do know, could not be more excited. We just got, uh, uh, grammed by the jello shot guy. Oh, oh, no yeah. kidding. He's, be, he's coming out. I've been chatting with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that dude oh, is no. amazing. Yeah, we're making sure. And, and Montage is in on it. Like, this isn't the, we're not, this is not gorilla style. So we're doing it with the mountain and making sure that everything's on the up and up. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, Paul. Sam, right? Sam, Sam, Vile. Sam Vile, yeah. yeah. Not Paul. And uh, anyway, no, I think it's Paul. Oh, well, Sammy Vile was the one who yes. grammed. There are several Vile brothers, Very... and uh, Jello Man is Paul Vile. Okay. His brother is Sam Vile. Sam did the video that we, with Preston and the Pickles. Kurt right. Vile is a musician. Paul is the Jello Man. And Paul is coming up to Cardboard Classic. Hey, Jello Man. Jello Man. He's going to be there. Um, so, yeah, we'll, ha- we'll have to get him to go down on a sled, or at least a few of them, maybe. I assume at this point, we were doing really, uh, there were a lot of submissions. Uh, and we were doing that's all healthy, and the fact that they're doing montage is thrilled to have us there. We're thrilled to be there with the concert and all this yeah. additional stuff. And and listen, if you are, because I know like we have friends of ours like Bob Havens and and Steve from Wilson's, uh, like they are sending us pictures and 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 gramming and all that sort of stuff. So, but if you are currently in the state of uh, of the building process. 
let us know. Like, you know, tag us in, in your social media posts so we can see what's uh, what's yeah. on the way. I, I'm so, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea what's coming up this year. Yep. But, um, you know, you never underestimate the ability for the for the people to get creative. Yep. And uh, there are prizes. I mean, there's a $1,000 uh, prize for best design. Yep. We're going to have a uh, fastest sled. We're also our, our favorite. Uh, we did, started this a few years ago, which is the favorite fail. <laughs> Uh, so that can be a full-on wipeout or just something doesn't go the way it's supposed to. And we, good, good Lord, do we have plenty of those. Those are fantastic. And then they're the ones that, uh, one of my favorites tonight, Pierre was a trooper, but I mean. Oh, jeez. He got launched off the upper deck of that double-decker bus thing that he was on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> he looked like like, a, like a, some sort of superhero with long hair and flying. <laughs> this is amazing. We have uh, uh, pictures that scroll in the in the Acme Lounge in here, and uh, one that's been kind of stuck on there for a few days is one that I really love. I'm looking at it right now. It was the full Price is Right. Oh, that oh, was great. Yeah. It had the big wheel. It had Plinko. It had all kinds of games <laughs> as it went down the hill. There was one that was uh, the Wizard of Oz one year that was unbelievable. It was the Emerald City. The Monsters. Yeah. With the, the monsters. Yellow Brick Road and all that stuff, man. It was fantastic. I mean, like movie quality recreations. Dude, the Slinky Dog. It was so good. Yeah. Now, it wasn't, like, it's long. It was a yeah. long, long train. But, man, it was so good. And we, we did a topic not that long ago of, uh, you know, the, I'm the reason why this rule has been implemented. implemented. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are people that are the reason why we're not allowed to have double-decker things anymore. You know, we had we had a, a, a Liberty One where a dude, like, kicked the... The, he was on the top floor, yeah. and he kicked the wall out. And then was, it, was it four floors? I think it was. I right? don't remember. Maybe three or four fo- floors. This dude jumped. He was like, oh, I'm going to jump off. as we're, And he jumped off, and he shattered his ankle. Yeah. And so, like, okay, we can't have uh, two floors on things anymore. Also, by the sheer weight, depending mm-hmm. on the snow condition, oh, yeah. you won't move. Yeah. And plus uh, getting it up the hill, <laughs> uh, which some people don't consider as they're building their monstrosity. Remember the Apparently a montage, it's a lot easier to get to that upper upper level. Okay. Uh, and do you guys remember the uh, the one year we were like, oh, we're going to burn everything at the bottom? Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's yeah, a picture of you and I. It was my idea. It was, it was stupid. Idea. It was a good idea. I, was, uh, I wanted I call it a Viking funeral. Yeah. And we wanted to put all the, all the sleds in a pit and then light them on fire. And there's a picture of Steve and I. <laughs> and what you can't see in that picture is... The blisters forming on our backs through our jackets. Uh-huh. I mean, it was insane. I hot. thought we were seconds away from Flashpoint. And not only that, all the snow was melting around us, so uh-huh. we're about a foot deep in yeah. water. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, learn things. Yeah, we learn How stuff. do you know? Hey, you know? Maybe don't do one in a nor'easter. I'm going to go to Pat. Hi, Pat. You're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks, Gadzooks, guys. I missed you. Oh, my God. It's yes, so you're, long. you're back. It's back. We're returning. And you are, uh, in the past, you've done a big uh, uh, showing or two, right? We did, yeah. So we won with the Hogwarts Express in 2020, where we yes. only killed Nick and Pierre and Pierre. <laughs> yeah. That was a good time. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. It, it was, was a awesome. great. It was a great sled, and it's it's hard to believe. I mean, that was the last cardboard classic we did. It was the last big event that we had for for a number of years. Um, and it's yeah, Paul, we're really excited to have it back too. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a blast, man. We've been building since I guess January. We're doing Yellow Submarine this year. Oh, nice. awesome! Yeah, so we're at like a uh, lot smaller. The train was like forty feet long. The Yellow Submarine we're looking at like nineteen feet. So we've cut that. The nineteen feet still formidable. Do you have you do you have a beat on any of the other submissions that might be taking place from your uh, I, other contemporaries? I, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm in contact with a few other teams, but I'm not going to tip their hand. All right, uh, okay. No, well, it'll be yeah, nice to be surprised. Be some cool ones coming out this year. Love it. All right, we can't wait to see you, Pat. 
All right, we'll see you next week, week brother. All right, take care. Kirsten, every time I see the footage of Mr. Peanut. Well, I was about to ask. Does anybody know if He's working on something? Is he doing something? Yeah. Oh, oh God. God! I think that whole thing got, was ended up getting him divorced, right? <laughs> I don't know if yeah. that had anything to do with it or not, but he definitely um, had his jaw wired shut. Yep, and uh, <laughs> and he had done some other daring ones in the past. So we we had this great footage of of him on the Pope mobile, oh heading God. down the hill. He was the Pope giving the yeah. blessing to everyone, yeah. and, and and that was kind of up high. Uh, but he's he's fearless, man. Hey, I remember he's absolutely me fearless. screaming, Preston, no, no, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. The, there's a TikTok trend, uh, dumb ways to die. Have yes. you guys seen yeah, that? Yeah. That was that was the first one that I saw, and I don't know who posted it, but it was uh, Mr. Peanut and <laughs> the up. sled coming over him, and it just says dumb ways to die, and then it pauses right before the accident. Marissa had asked me in the in the the, the promo videos uh, on. Uh, social media that we're posting. She's like, do you think it would be okay to put the, the Mr. Peanut video on there? I'm like, hell yeah. He's, yeah. he's not mad at us or anything like no, that. Yeah, he's, he's proud of it now. And it was, he's a champ. He's got a tattoo. Yeah. He's got a Mr. Peanut tattoo now. <laughs> yep. In fact, we call him Mr. Peanut. Now. Yeah. We don't even call him. We Mike. call him Peanut. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's I feel like we need to inspect his uh, sled and, like, we'll give him permission to go down or not. I'll tell you, there's only one rule you need to enforce. Don't be in front of it. Exactly. That's all. It no. needs to be trailing by. Yeah, yeah. The sleds that they create that he is a part of are very, very firm and and, yeah. uh, and solidly Heavy. built. Yeah, which you is just what don't run them. out in front of it. Yeah. That's the thing. That's all you need to remember. Kath, are you going to go down this year? Are you, are you hear what we're talking about? <laughs> Do you hear the story we just told? Yeah, but I'm not and then you're going to go ask me immediately one. after? Yes. No. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what they She'll have. She'll never. Let's see what they have. She'll never do it. At, it took me a really long time after Pierre's injury, and yeah. I did go down. Oh, you did? Pierre, I was, did go Pierre down. was hurt for a while. Casey, I was in, It was. I think, it, I believe it was a ship, and I stood right by the door, so if I needed to jump yes. ship, I could. Uh, and then Mr. Peanut got hurt, so no. I'm pretty I'm sure out. Pierre had a concussion from his. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. I don't think he's recovered yeah, still. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> something's still wrong with him. <laughs> that's where he got binged her. Yeah, that's where he didn't. Nah, that's all you could say afterwards. Um, all right. Well, anyhow, it's it's one week from today. It's Montage Mountain. We're hoping that you're going to come up and be a part of this whole Bing thing. There. Yeah. Bing there. Uh, we're hoping that you're going to come up and, and be a part of the whole thing. Uh, all the information is available at WMMR.com. You can even just click the word, or, or I'm sorry, text the word uh, cardboard to 39333, and we will send you information about that. All right. I want to take a break. Come back in a second. We got the bizarre file. Uh, George uh, Niang. Is supposed to be here. He do- As far as I know, he okay. doesn't have any dentist appointments. All right. Well, we'll take a break and we'll come back and Jesus. we'll see if that all comes together. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. 93.3 WMMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band for two huge outdoor shows, August 16th and August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. MMR lets you beat the box office each weekday with free tickets. All this week, listen for the Daily Springsteen Grand Slam. Big Bruce hits played at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. If you know all four song titles and are the correct number caller the next morning with Preston and Steve, you'll win two free tickets for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Hit up the contest page at WMMR.com for the VIP cheat sheet and an additional chance to win. Tickets on sale Tuesday the 28th at 10 a.m. via phillies.com slash springsteen. 
Springsteen's Grand Slam with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sixers had a hell of a night last night. In fact, uh, Casey was there at the game. Um, and Nick, you got you guys were both saying it sounded like playoffs. <laughs> well, I was watching it from home. Casey was actually down there, mm-hmm. and uh, the call of the game was fantastic, and the excitement in the building you could feel it from the living room. It was All just right. a re- and for a regular season game in February, for the place to go that nuts was was fantastic. I'm going to play a clip uh, at the end of the game. Here we go. to welcome a member of the squad here in our studio this morning. George Nyang is here. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, how was your hearing after all that noise last night? Oh, my God. It's one of the best feelings to wake up to. (laughs) Right, ringing ears. Yeah, exactly. That place was electric last night, and the the energy in there was... uh, Unreal. I didn't feel it from my living room couch, but I felt it from the, the side. Uh, were your seats better than mine? Uh, just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, where was, was Mac sitting behind you, by the way, Mac McClung? Yeah, the okay. slam dunk champion, yes. actually, not just Mac McClung. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, when you introduce, like, when you have to call somebody Lord, he has to, you have to put that in front It was a crazy game last night. Um, I, it, I didn't get, I didn't walk in until the first quarter, and you guys were down at that point. You know, it was like 24 to 12, I think. At that yeah. point, and uh, and th- during the game, basically all the way up until the fourth quarter, it seemed like okay, this is just going to be one of those games where uh, you know we just came out a little bit rusty. I heard that uh, Joel was a little bit under the weather. Um, it seemed like a lot of the shots that you guys were taking just weren't falling right, yeah. and and the, some of the shots that they were taking. We're falling. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I was like, I can't believe that shot just went in on a bu- everybody with the with the exception of Jaw, and. Um, and I actually got to talk to Doc in, in the hallway. It's it's and you've been playing basketball your whole life. Mm-hmm. It's that type of game where you 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 shrink the lead to like five, six, and then the then you lose it and it goes back to like ten or twelve. And then you know, and it's and I, I, I just as a fan was like, okay, this they're just not going to be able to get past that that six points, right? Yeah. And then you did, yeah. <laughs> and then you did. That's what I was like on the bench. I was like, we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it ultimately such a. It's a great game, but it's so frustrating. Is that uh, you know you got that little margin? It's like yeah. son of a bitch. But that also leads to some of the most dramatic, dynamic moments in sports. Right, and yeah. in, the, in this city, people go crazy for those. Yeah. If you can perform in those small, finite moments, yeah. the city will build a statue. Of you. But, but you've been, I mean, gosh, I mean, you've played thousands of basketball games in your life, yeah. and uh, you know, and and to, I, you, you know, you you can sort of meter your emotions and stuff, yeah. and and. Uh, I, I don't know how you meter your emotions in a game like, how like last you? night. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't do a very good job. Did you see that? I, I did. Game. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little bit cool. chippy. <laughs> I didn't think you lost your cool that bad. No, I, you just I, got the ball back. Yeah, no, I just you know you, in that environment, it's that crazy. You know, your emotions are running high. You know, you you don't want to back down from anybody. Um, so how long does anger last for you? Is it like you get it out and it's over with? Oh, or? yeah. I mean, okay. I, I have to because I'm not athletically gifted to continue <laughs> to keep thinking about it. And if I think about it, someone's scoring on me, Doc's yelling at me, I'm coming out of the game. Wait, yeah. speaking of not being athletically uh, gifted, I've, I've heard two different stories as to why your nickname is the minivan. <laughs> and and uh, one is that you're not quite a Ferrari. The other one, and this is a direct quote, 
because he's slow, unathletic, may not be the prettiest body on the NBA team, Jesus. but he's very efficient. Who said that? Who said well, that? Welcome to the show. Yeah. Yeah. I attribute it to Doc. My mom says I'm built like Hercules, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're, the, you're the best looking boy yeah, out there. Exactly. You're just big bone. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so when I was in Utah, uh, I had a chance to go up and dunk it at the end of the game, and uh, I didn't, or it looked very bad. So in the locker room, they were like, oh, what was that? And I was like, listen. I'm not like a Ferrari like you guys. I'm more like a minivan. I need a couple laps around the block before I get to full speed. And then the sideline reported, and she was like, the minivan, I love minivan. that. And then when I signed in Philly, I'm like, I should probably get rid of this minivan name because uh, Philly fans are uh, not forgiving when it comes to You could have upgraded to a crossover. Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. a G-Wagon or something, but it never happened, so we're here. So talking there about emotions and, and, uh, and, and keeping a level head, there was a... A, a horrible foul call at the towards the end of the game on uh, I think it was called on Embiid. Yeah, yeah, that push that the guy missed the layup. Yeah, he didn't push him. He well, they said he pushed him, so I guess he pushed him. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you, I mean, and you're, you you play the game. It, yeah. It's it's your livelihood. Yeah. I know you don't want to blame anything on on referees, and and, and you know it's like. Don't let the referee, you know, yeah. dictate the outcome of exactly. a game. You know, you want to play the game in such a way that it doesn't even matter. But when a call like that happens at a crucial part of the game with, like, virtually no time left, and it really could have an impact on the game. So do you even think about that, or do you talk about the the previous three quarters where you, you could have done something about uh, it? You know, I don't think we really think about that. I mean, there's losers really dwell on, on stuff like oh, I'm that. I'm a loser. Yeah. <laughs> not Casey, not you. Come on. Did, did the guy ask you a question? So an incredible loser. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously in the moment it's like you probably want to use some profane language and mm-hmm. – and, but uh, I think the biggest thing is you just got to keep rolling with the punches. I mean, as you have seen with so many professional games, like three seconds is enough. Seven, yeah. You know what I mean? So oh, you yeah. can't dwell on yeah. what's happening. You got to focus on the now because these are professional athletes that, you know, some of the best, you know, professional athletes you'll see in the world. And you got to just continue looking forward because eventually you can continue to give yourself an opportunity. And uh, I'll tell a short story because it, I feel like it kind of fits into what you asked earlier. We were in the locker room and Doc was telling us how, you know, Memphis feels comfortable. And, you know, obviously when you're comfortable, it's easy to make shots. He was like, you get this game to five points and see how comfortable they get. And then you right. look at what happened yeah. last night. Right. I was in my car driving home. I'm like, that, that sucker was right. Yeah. Well, well, Tillman, for instance, Tillman had... Two wide-open three-point shots at the end of the game. He's one of the top three-point shooters. Oh, De- Desmond Bain. Bain, Desmond Bain, Bain, Bain. Yeah, not, yeah, not Tillman. Yeah. Uh, but Bain, he's like one of the top three-point yeah. shooters in the game. He's like, I think he shoots like, like 45%. 40, yeah. yeah, and he missed two wide-open ones at the end of the game that would have tied it up for them. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. You mentioned about keeping a, a level head and what can happen in, in, a, in a matter of seconds. I think that uh, basketball, more than any sport, uses the clock. Uh, in a way to to make things happen to where I've I've counted games out done over and there's you know five seconds left and you can just change the buzzer beater it's unbelievable yeah. man. what about case r- remind me the the team that they played where the the guy shot and the ball was still at the tip of his fingers and so they didn't count and oh my won. god Brooklyn Holy yeah. <laughs> We made that, like, remarkable. I mean, obviously, when we play Brooklyn, it's a big game because you know why. But, um, yeah, I remember sitting on the bench like, did we just blow this? Yeah. (laughs)
Can you tell? I mean, like, you hear the buzzer, you see the light behind the backboard. No, I have no clue. Yeah, but, but, but it's live, and you're not watching the replays like we are when there's a million replays. Yeah, you guys probably know at home before I do, but it's funny, like, you should just see, like, Joel's reaction when those things happen. Yeah. He's pure comedy. <laughs> well, he, it's funny to watch all, all the, the different reactions, but do, we were talking about, like, when a call's made against you, or uh, do you believe in, in general everything evens out? You know, so you're going to get some bad calls. Mm, you're going to, yes. I mean, is, or is, do people sort of lip service say they believe that's the case, but don't? I mean, have you ever encountered a situation where you could, where there was an aggressive slant against you guys? Uh, I, I can't imagine that would get by for too long. You no, know? I mean, I don't think so. Maybe over the course of the game you feel that way, but then if you look at, like, the foul calls over the course of the season, right. they they even out. But, uh, no, I, I wouldn't say I, I, I feel like there's, like, you know, kind of a slant with the officiating towards I mean, they, they would eventually, they're going to blow their gig if they're, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants to see Philadelphia win. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I know. I sure as hell do. I, listen, I loved at the end of the game last night when uh, Tobias was fouled. And uh, dude takes the ball from him, and you're like, no, get it for the ball. I, I love that. Yeah. I love that attitude, and I love that you guys fight for each other like that. I thought it was great. And I do think this squad is a very, like the Phillies were this summer, like the Eagles were this fall and in winter. Like, it's a really likable team. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing with us is bringing in a guy like P.J. Tucker. You know, you bring that pit bull mm. mentality, and I think he's kind of instilled that you know, in all of us, and that what better representation of Philadelphia than being a pit bull? Right? I hated that guy until he was a sixer. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> you did as well. <laughs> What's it, George, what is it like being a, an athlete, a professional athlete in Philadelphia right now? Because, you know, the Flyers are, are what they are, but the Flyers, I mean, the Sixers are, are doing really well. Uh, you guys won five games in a row. Um, you know, the, the Phil's coming off the World Series on the Eagles yeah. and the Super Bowl. It's It's got to be... From a, from an insider's perspective, because as fans, obviously we're loving it. But what's it like for you guys? Yeah, thanks to the Phillies and Eagles, they're really putting a lot of pressure on. Us. <laughs> yeah. We just have to make it to the finals. Right? I don't want to leave the Union out because the Union. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they did too. Yeah. Yes, um, you know uh, it's it's amazing. You know because there's a ton of energy and, and passion in the city, and you know. When I was in Utah, you weren't coming across, you know, fans that, you know, were passionate and, and telling you how much they, they love their team or how long they've had season tickets. And I'll be driving to the game and I'll see someone, you know, walking from like Market Street. And I'm like, wow, that is a lot of passion to get to South Philly from, from Market Street for the people that live in Philadelphia. Um, but, you know, there's just a ton of energy in the city. And, yes, there's a lot of pressure because, you know, they are passionate about their sports team. So if you suck, they're going to let you know you suck. Yep. Passionate. Uh, That's yeah. the word. Passionate. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I, 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 am, I embrace it. I love it. You know, I'm a Northeast kid, so I kind of understand it. You know, blue-collar, hard-hat city. So you got to bring it every day, and I think that's something that I can provide. No prima donnas allowed in this city. No, no, no. And that's, we've, we've said that years ago when we started doing this, this radio show. You, don't, you can't act entitled to anything. If you show that you're putting in the effort, and do it in as humble a way as you can. You'll be rewarded with loyalty like you can't imagine. Yeah. But you, you know, that's that's all it's asked. So, did you? You grew up in Massachusetts. Did you grow up a uh, a Celtics fan? No. <laughs> stop, asking, stop asking those questions. <laughs> no, you're wild. But, you know, I'm going to walk out of here and get hit by a car. Well, you, you, got them, listen, you have them on. You have them on Saturday night. Yes. Uh, and they they're the top of the East right now, and and they got a really really good squad. So, uh, you know, how do you approach that game? Ah, uh, you. 
you know, I think you you just got to come in and, and try and impose your will. Um, you know, obviously they've been the top of the East. They're the team that came out of the East last year. And you got to bring physicality, and I think we got to get the energy of the arena um, in it early. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, George, you host a, um, a podcast called The Big Yang Theory. <laughs> I love it. Which like is that. a brilliant name, by the way. Did you come up with that? No, I didn't. Right. <laughs> there you go. Back there. Yeah. Rob, um, Rob, credit to you on that one. Do you like, you, you, you seem like a natural on the mic. You enjoy doing that type of thing? Oh, I love it. Uh, my mom told me I was growing up. She's like, you never stop talking. I was like, this is going to pay off. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> And you're the best looking boy in the world. Yes. Uh, I was an only child for like 11 years of my life. Uh, obviously, you, your eyes are on the game right now, but uh, do you see past that and maybe uh, getting on the mic? Yeah. It? Yeah, no, that'd be awesome, right? I, yeah, I would love to, you know, get into broadcast you know, if you let me come in and join your show. So, yeah. Or radio, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but, like, I have a passion for it. I mean, it's something that I enjoy doing. I like speaking. I like talking about sports um, or any other topic that comes across my mind. But uh, I enjoy it. It's good. I mean, I definitely have an appreciation research that you guys have to do. I thought you just came in here and talked. You actually have to know what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> yes, or, or be able to fake it. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know a little a about a lot and not a lot about anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. George, I want to ask you, we talked about him a little bit before, but uh, Mac McClung, because he's this, a G League player, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, he, he gets signs the contract with the NBA yeah. and gets to do the slam dunk contest. Uh, how well do you know him, and, and did you talk to him about that experience at all? Because it was kind of wild. And then he gets the trophy presented to him by Dr. J, and he's getting all these 50 scores. It was, yeah. it was a, a really cool story. No, so my, my obviously I had known of Mac McClung because, you know, as basketball players you watch like YouTube and you see this, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but this white kid that's just yeah. dunking yeah. everything and, and doing that. A short a, white kid. Yes, exactly, yeah. 6'3", at like, and doing that at an elite level. Um, so when I, I finally got to meet him, you know, last night and, you know, we were just talking and he was just saying how much of an unbelievable experience it was to be out there and it was Super cool, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think we should take away, like, if you look at Mac McClung's stats down in the G League, he's, like, averaging, like, a, a crap ton of points. He's shooting 50% from the field and 50% from three, and as a three-point shooter, I can appreciate that. I told him maybe he can just give me a little bit of his athletic ability. <laughs> Transfusion. Yeah. How much do you love Bang Bang George Yang? Oh, his favorite. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, uh, it fits. And uh, uh, Kate Scott's the best. And when, when she says it, and sometimes when I get film from our guys, I, I'll just play it over after. <laughs> <I get it. laughs> Where's your favorite spot to shoot from? I would say probably one of the corners. Yeah. Um, maybe the right side. Um, me and Tobias and PJ Tucker fight over that spot because, you know, when Joel and James are playing that pick and roll, mm-hmm. they have to help. So that's the spot that's coming for the shot. So if you see us, like, punching each other to get to that right corner, <laughs> that's why. So um, I did notice last night that you didn't get a whole lot of open looks. Uh, I thought the defense on Memphis was solid. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Embiid had 27, which is a little bit below his average, but but he fought for every single one of those points. They they were pretty ferocious last night. Yeah, you know, Memphis is a real gritty team. Um, you know, and they came in and they were they have been struggling. They're missing uh their center Stephen Adams, so they're fighting to win games to stay atop uh in the West, um, but, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that we did last night that was huge for us is that we persevered. I mean, yeah. like you said, when you walked in and you were like, oh, it was 24 to 12, I was going to ask you, did you turn around and walk in the back? <laughs> no. Out? You know how much yeah. my tickets cost? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it happen, and uh, Memphis is a real gritty team, and, and I'm happy that we, we kept persevering and fighting through. You know what's wild is, as, as a season ticket holder, um, like, obviously, the Sixers are my favorite team. Yeah. 
but it's the opposing team that really brings in a crowd as well. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like so yeah. if you they go want to see like, a good game. Yeah, they want to see a good game. So, like, last night, um, for as much as my son hates Jaw. He wanted to see Ja play, you yeah. know, and and uh, and he's a. Uh, That's know. very Philly of him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that prick. Well, uh, you play with Donovan, and that's my son's favorite player. And uh, outside of the Sixers oh, okay. organization, he's a huge Spider fan. So, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, decent, decent enough guy. That guy. Yeah, no, he's great. Did you see how we beat him? Yeah. You know, <laughs> break. Yeah. Yeah. Did your son like that? Yeah, he did. As a matter of fact, George. Uh, speaking of the break, um, you know, you're coming out of the break, and, and it's a, a sprint to the finish. There's a lot of games, yeah. and all of those games matter. Uh, but did you get to do anything relaxing on the All Star break? Did you go anywhere? Um, you know, this is my seventh year in the NBA, and I've been uh, dumb enough to make the mistake to go to like Mexico and party, and then come uh. back for the last sprint and be exhausted. So yeah. this year, I did the mature thing. I went home, and I was oh. in uh, there. You go, Massachusetts. I spent some time with my mom, and literally slept till. 11.30 every day. Wow. I was a real big Did you ar- organize your Celtics paraphernalia? <laughs> I burned it, right? <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you, obviously, uh, there are a lot of big names on the team, and um, uh, when, when, you, when you're playing for a successful team uh, and you get fans that come up and they tell you that you are their favorite player, yeah, you know, that you're the one, for whatever reason, they, they gravitate towards, that's got to feel just wonderful no you know it's an amazing feeling and to be appreciated like you put a ton of work and i'm sure like everybody does in their professional craft you don't you put a ton of work to be the best that you can be not just for yourself but also so that people can appreciate the things that you bring and when someone says that uh it's an amazing feeling i wanted to ask on the big yang theory besides sports when you do go to other topics what do you find yourself gravitating to what do you like to talk about outside the realm of sports Ooh. That is a good question. Um, you know, I think with the amount of money that professional athletes make, I've always been enticed by other people's, like, investments, what they get involved right. in. And uh, me and Tobias have kind of gotten a bond, and if you guys don't know, but he's a big... Crumble, crumble cookie. cookie. Yeah. That's right. Who loves cookies more than a minivan? He brought them by. Oh, my God. They're effing awesome. They're so good. It, but it's, it's like trying to get yeah, into, yeah. like, a, a, like a, a fine restaurant... To get sometimes there are lines. lines. Yeah. yeah, surprisingly, I feel like the oatmeal cookie is their best one. Ooh. It he, is honestly. So Tobias will bring them to the plane, but he has this theory. He's like, "Gee," he was like, "Every cookie, you don't have to have like four cookies. If you take the cookie and cut it in fours, you yep. can have four different cookies." <laughs> yeah. like, You're up to something. <laughs> He's right. He's exactly right. He came to our camp out for hunger this year, and uh, we do a food drive every year. And it's actually it's right across the street from the Wells Fargo Center. If you're uh, in town in November this year, we'd love to have you stop by because it's a, it's a cool event. Yeah. But Tobias stopped by, and he's just he's a really easy dude, uh, dude to talk yeah. to. He cares about this city. He cares about the community, and um, it's really nice to have athletes who love spending time in Philly, even when they're not playing for Philly or even when the season's over. Yeah, Tobias is not only a crumble cookie ambassador; he's a <laughs> Philadelphia ambassador, and yeah. I, I think that's what makes him unique. Is he's been here through a ton, right? He was yeah. here when Jimmy was here. Mm. You know, now he's here uh, through James and Joel, and he really brings a ton of passion uh, to the city, and he does things the right way, and there's something that needs to be said about guys that, you know, uh, embrace the city and embrace their role on this team. Real quick, if you don't mind, George, somebody wanted to say something to you. Chris on the line. Hey, Chris, real quick. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Usually I start with a dad joke, but I'll try to make this quick. George, I just want to say thank you. I took my uh, 11-year-old son to his first Sixers game, uh, last week, I think it was, against the Magic. 
And we went down to the tunnel to try and get autographs. And every, no one was given autographs, but you came up to my son and you signed his shoe. Oh, and wow. I just sent a picture to Nick, to his uh, email, um, of you signing his shoe. He didn't know what to, He's like, what can you sign? I'm like, well, you're wearing your Jordans. Have him sign his Jordans. <laughs> yeah. so, wow. So he, I just devalued those Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not to him you didn't. Now you're his second favorite player behind Giannis. So. Sign, sign the other shoe. Up for me. <laughs> That's awesome. That right. is awesome. That's no awesome. Wearing them. He's no longer wearing them anymore. Because uh, he, 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 you know, he, he thinks they're going to be worth money. He's uh, looking up. He's like, Google, how much are these Jordan 1s worth with this autograph? <laughs> Did it say, like, negative $7? <laughs> you owe them. <laughs> that is cool, right, though. Chris, That's so awesome. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, it, bud. Take the picture. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, he's, he's looking at it. I just saw it. That's awesome. Yeah. You can see my bald spot from the hang of it. You have a bald spot? I'm just kidding. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Appreciate As we were it. walking in here, I, I I think I overheard you saying you wanted to sing for us uh, in the studio. Is that what you're <laughs> no, <laughs> Casey, you know what? I agreed to do this, and now you're making me regret. No, <laughs> Who was saying something about you singing? Was that Rob over there? Oh my god! No. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is what is? Do you sing? In the shower, oh, okay. <laughs> like everyone else. Oh no, yeah, I don't sing. That's All right. Great. Well, listen. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, you guys got the heat on uh, Monday. They got the Celtics tomorrow. Or the Celtics yeah. tomorrow. That's the next game. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, uh, we'll keep doing what you're doing, man. Everybody's loving it, yeah, and uh, we appreciate you uh, spending a few minutes with us here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for having. We'll talk to you soon, gang. Let's give it up for George. Yeah. George yeah. On the Preston and Steve show. And with that, we do need to take a break, so we're going to come back in a moment. And, uh, yeah, we didn't get to the Bizarre File, so we'll get to uh, B-File Trash and Music News when we return. Stay with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93 WMMR. Everything that rocks. He didn't. He no. The police. Did something special for I us. I did something funny just for the room. Uh, it is, uh, let me see here, 10.38 on a Friday morning. That means we give away our Word of the Week prize. It'll be in just a little bit. So have yourself ready for that. And I apologize. We ran late, but we had to shift things around a little bit. It was awesome because uh, George uh, Niang was... Fantastic. It was great. Super nice guy. Glad we had a chance to meet him. Uh, but we missed the bizarre file, so we're going to do the B file. We're going to do the lesson question, trash music news, all in one shot, starting right now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. I'm going to do a shorter version. Apologies, right. but um, got some good stories for you. We'll start with this one. Uh, <laughs> Professor uh, Care. Ulbashar. Ker Ulbashar. Yes, he is from uh, Kamsets University in Islamabad, All right. Pakistan. Uh, was fired and blacklisted after posing a question about 
incest to his electrical engineering students in an exam. Well, you would expect them to get around to incest at some point. The question is as follows. Julie and Mark are brother and sister. They are traveling together in France on summer vacation for college. One night, they're staying alone in a cabin near the beach. They decided that it would be interesting and fun if they tried making love. Oh, my God. At the very least, it would be a new experience for each of them. Mm -hmm. And the prompt goes on to say that Julie was on birth control and Mark used a condom. Well, they're responsible. And that they both enjoyed being intimate together, although they vowed never to do it again. Uh, And the teacher posed the question, what do you think about that? Was it okay for them to make love? Give reasons for your answers and include what? some relevant examples from your own knowledge and personal opinion. And, and what was the subject he was, he was teaching? Electrical engineering. Yeah, that seems right. According to the professor, the answer had to be 300 words and include four paragraphs, which include an introduction, body, and conclusion. Do you think my ass is cute? Yes? No? The controversial question was first posed uh, in 2000 by University of Virginia professor Jonathan Haidt during a study on whether moral judgments were based on reason (laughs) or on intuition and emotion. The question prompted an uproar from both students as well as academics outside of Comcast University. So this was for electrical engineering. So what are they doing in the actual electrical engineering class? Damn good question. They're they're working on... Docking. Yeah, they're doing... uh, They're doing colostomies. Uh, No, a man dressed as a giant seven-foot penis has been arrested by police after women complained he had been harassing them. Military police in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, arrested the man dressed as the giant phallus in the city center on Sunday for acting suspiciously. A picture of the arrest shows the man wearing an inflatable manhood costume and a pair of flip-flops uh, being led away peacefully by an officer. <laughs> I think a, a penis would probably wear casual footwear. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just the man's feet and a rather glum face can be seen as the officer with a baton tucked under his arm takes him into custody. You know what they say, Crocs for the... <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, carnival goers in the city told the police that he had been using his costume to chase women taking part in the city's parades. Of course. Yeah. It's, it, it, now that you understand that I'm chasing them for the parade. Yeah, I think his name was Carlos Bofides. <laughs> uh, a man is accused of pouring gasoline on a woman and threatening to set her on fire during a domestic dispute in Connecticut. Police received a call Saturday from a woman who said uh, 55-year-old Eugene Bordeaux oh boy. had poured gasoline on her, two, her two trailer homes as well. Eugene! Including his own and his vehicles. And Eugene! When they arrived, the female, thankfully, was able to exit the trailer. And, Eugene! And they confirmed they, <laughs> they could actually smell gasoline. They confirmed that uh, he had been pouring gas on both vehicles outside and on her. Eugene! Police said a propane tank uh, was next to the trailer, and police kept their distance and tried to talk to uh, Eugene before police said he, Eugene! he lit the trailer on fire. So Unfor- is, this, is this guy a doctor lawyer? Uh, he might be. <laughs> Unfortunately, he didn't surrender until after his trailer was fully engulfed in flames, and they had already spread through the neighboring trailer as well. Damn. Uh, police said that uh, the trailer, along with another one and two vehicles, were fully engulfed in flames, and he was taken to the hospital. Uh, and uh, he had some serious burns, but was in stable condition. Eugene. And the, and the, 
And then one last story. This is pretty wild, man. Human bones found inside a submerged car near the Georgia-Alabama state line in 2021 have been matched to a college student who had been missing for 47 years. Wow. That's how long this thing sat there. Uh, Kyle Klinkscales of LaGrange, Georgia, vanished in January 1976 after leaving a club where he worked as a bartender to return home to Auburn University in nearby neighboring Alabama. He probably didn't recognize anybody. Investigators got a break in the cold case in December 2021 when somebody spotted the car in the murky Alabama Creek. Uh, the 1970 Ford Four Pinto, Ford Whoa. Pinto, wow, pulled from the water, belonging to Mister Klingscales, and some of his belongings were still inside. So, were about 50 bones, including part of a skull. Forensic tests by the FBI have concluded that the bones were found inside the car more than a year ago. Then they are Mister Klingscales' remains at this time. Uh, they have not uh, completely, uh, they have not completed or released uh, a report yet as it relates to manner of death. But investigators have not determined uh, if he if foul play was expected in this. They say it could have just been an accident. An accident. Remember, yeah. there was a case very similar to that in this area where someone had just driven into the water near yeah. a restaurant yeah. and sat there for years. But this was 47 years that it wow. sat there in this creek. It's pretty wild. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, I've not had a chance to look at these lesson questions yet, so... Bear with me as I read through them uh, real quick because we are going to give away uh, four pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show, which is taking place uh, this weekend. Let me see. All right. Who, who is Ed and Ted Gein's father? 215 263 WMMR. Who is Ed Gein and Ted Gein's father? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. If you heard it earlier, you qualify. Let's do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's just get right to it, Steve. What kind of stories you got today? You got it. In the wake of Lisa Marie Presley's passing in January, new information's come out suggesting her divorce from Michael Jackson years earlier was as a result of his painkiller addiction. On the intimacy side, Lisa Marie was reportedly not fond of Jackson using young boys as condoms. Aaron Rodgers, don't know if you guys saw this, reportedly spent the past few days in a spiritual retreat inside a cave in Oregon with a zero-light situation. Rogers says the experience made him realize that what he really wants is a lamp. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and apparently the recent Megan Fox machine gun Kelly split occurred after she found damning text messages on his phone. From what we understand, Fox found evidence that machine gun Kelly was in a thruple with Bonnie and Clyde. Wow. <laughs> All right, we go to the phones, and we're looking for an answer. Uh, who was Ed and Ted Gein's father? And we will go to Jason, see if we can get an answer. Hey, Jason, good morning. What's the word? Oh, oh everybody's oh. about the bed. <laughs> you got it. Uh, all right, who is Ed and Ted Gein's father, please? Ned Gein. Ned yeah. Gein. Please hold on, Jason. You got yourself some tickets, four-pack of them for the Philly Home and Garden Show. Uh, taking place this weekend at the Great Levy Expo Center in Oaks. And three days nonstop shopping, comparing. And, of course, you can save, and uh, they have local trusted experts. Buy tickets early and save at phillyhomeandgarden.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. You know what I love? Meat. 
I'm going to eat a lot of meat tonight. <laughs> a lot of it. We're going to start with this. Uh, one of Marilyn Manson's sexual assault accusers has recanted her story, alleging mm-hmm. that uh, his ex had manipulated her into making false rape allegations. Did she mention which ex specifically? Yeah. Uh, Page Six reported Thursday that uh, Ashley Morgan Smithline revealed in a court filing, I succumbed to pressure from Evan Rachel Wood and her associates to make accusations and assault uh, against Manson that were not true. Mm. Uh, The 38-year-old model previously accused the beautiful people singer of raping her while cutting her with a swastika-emblazoned knife. And I really don't have any other details. Now, mind that. you, we don't know, you know, right what the now. story is there. But the, that is like a, a jury or a court, you know, that would they would introduce that as potential evidence to sully uh, testimony. Maybe it depends on what a judge will allow. You yeah, know, that's not part of the actual of this specific case of whoever they go before the judge. But you're you're it's right. A crazy legal system. <laughs> yeah. You're the lawyer, or you're Absolutely. the judge? Okay. Uh, Mot- I'm a character witness. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and the Eagles were all honored at the 2023 Polestar Awards this week. Uh, Motley Crue and Def Leppard won Rock Tour of the Year uh, for their joint 2022 stadium tour, while the Eagles took home the Polestar Milestone Award. Wow. They had a big uh, fan base there. Don Henley accepted the award on behalf of the band and said in his acceptance speech, I appreciate this very much. We are three shows into our 51st year as a band oh, and touring entity and feeling every one of them, but we feel very fortunate. I watched that Eagles documentary last weekend again. It's one you can put on. It's a, a documentary and a concert film. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I wonder if guys like that, if they, if they are, are they doing it just for the money or are they doing it just because they love it or is it a little bit of both? Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. But I mean, is there any possible way that Don Henley isn't already set for life? Right. Right? Yeah. You would think he'd be Unless, you know, bad investments. Settle back and enjoy his life. But I, I don't really know. Uh, Dave Grohl. Also Spray made, on Nutella he invented. It went south. Uh, Dave Grohl also made an appearance at the ceremony to honor Foo Fighters manager John Silva, who won the Personal Manager of the Year Award. Dave said, we realized that he was one of us, an avid record collector, a musicologist, and we knew that this person based all of his love of music and his business on integrity, uh, which was something that was very important to us. He said, and over the years, we've had some incredible triumphs. And some devastating crises, but the one thing that kept us together over the years is love, and I truly believe that uh, he and I are like family. Rage Against Machines, Tom Morello, has revealed that he wrote a song with Post Malone, and he Mm. thinks that it could be the next Beat It. He said, uh, we worked out a pretty sick jam. To to me, it felt like it could be, for him, like his Beat It by Michael Jackson. Is it Beat It? No, it's not Beatus. Oh. He said a big pop star paired uh, with Eddie Van Halen and made something that no one had expected. And this could be your beat it, dude. He said he just won't finish the song. As to how the collaboration came about, Morello said, uh, we went into the studio together one night. I had heard that he was a fan of rock, so I went by and he was a lovely dude. He said, first of all, he's just a lovely, lovely person. He's trippy. You know how some people have guitar techs or drum techs? He had a Coors Light tech. <laughs> so there was a guy whose sole job, apparently, was just to make sure that there was a stack of cold Coors Light. And it took about four hours of sitting around with Coors Light before we did any recording. 
Uh, not much progress appears to have been made after that night, and Morello still encourages the rapper to finish it up whenever he sees him. He said, I'm like, you're, you're still dropping the ball on that one. He's like, yeah, man, I'm going to do that. And I'm like, okay. I don't, There's a substantial amount of Post Malone stuff that falls in the rock realm. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I don't even think of him as that. I mean, I've seen him do so much stuff that I've been very impressed with. Yep, yep. He seems legit. And then finally out today is the new Godsmack album called Lighting Up the Sky. It's the group's eighth overall and first in five years. And it's also going to be Godsmack's last album, according to the band members. Uh, Frontman Sully Erna said that the after 26 the top 10 Billboard mainstream rock chart singles, 12 of which have hit number one, including Surrender from the new album. And his, uh, he and his bandmates are satisfied that they've done all they can. But he is quick to add, however, uh, the Godsmack is not breaking up. He said the group will be touring in support of... Lighting up the sky, and then the future years play shows to spotlight its career. He said, this isn't ending. We're just ending one chapter in our lives, and we're opening a whole new chapter uh, for our sunset years to be able to create now a greatest hit show and enjoy the rest of our career playing live, uh, which is uh, really what the reward is for all the world that we do in the studio. This bud's for you. Uh, We're going to build the show as big and beautiful as we can to make it an honor, the best of the best songs of Britain. Uh, that had the most success, and the ones that fans have chosen to be their favorites. So the last album is coming out today. And that's it in music news. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and then we hand it over to Pierre. Won't be gone long, so stay with us. Wait, what's that? Where was that place Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh... Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. Ninety-three-three WNMR. The band is Hardy. The song is Jack. That's all I know about that. Yeah. Happy to share that. Thank you. There you go, Jack. Wow. He's good. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy that, Jack? Yes. <laughs> Did you hear that? All right. <laughs> it is... Wow, it's two minutes after 11. Wait, your pardon? Uh, it's two minutes after 11. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so we've gone very, very late into the, uh, well, the program uh, Once It's like a you know, chain reaction of entertainment. It's mm. hard to contain it. Mm. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> and, uh, as they've learned. Yep. Uh, but I would like to thank our guests on the program today. We had Gina Gershon. Yes. Was on today, she made it. She's got a, <laughs> yes. Uh, 12 Desperate Hours uh, is the name of her uh, Lifetime television movie that she directed. Uh, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. And then, yeah, we had two people at, uh, not show up. Uh, and then we had uh, George uh, Niang on. He was awesome. Well, he certainly took care of those other two not showing up. Uh, he's great. Uh, from your Philadelphia 76ers and was a super nice guy and very funny. And uh, it was really cool to uh, uh, start a relationship with him. Well, he'll definitely have a broadcasting career if he so decides so. afterwards. I think you're right. Uh, speaking of broadcasting careers, um, the template. Yeah. yeah. Or the, <laughs> the model. Broadcasting the is mold. right here before us. Uh, I'm molding, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're molding. Um, if you had the other two guests show up, you'd be going till noon. Yeah. Yes. Now, we okay. kind of we kind of held on 
waiting in anticipation, and then it, you know, it, we would have worked it out. But we held on loosely, and we didn't let go. And we didn't let go. Nice. I was thinking of when you said anticipation, I was thinking of the Carly Simon right. song mm-hmm. and the ketchup Which was ad. used for the ketchup, yes. Yeah. Remember the ketchup ad? I do, because it would take a long time for the ketchup right. to pour out of the bottle. Right. Anticipation is making me wait <laughs> for the ketchup. For the ketchup. Uh, but anyhow, we're getting to your program time, sir. No, well, you've been in my an program hour. time yeah. for quite some time. You're right. <laughs> um, it's in fact, it's time for me to go. No. All right. Well, thank you. Good before night, you thank you for driving weekend, by. Everybody, I'll see you on Monday. Before you go, how about we get a letter from you? Is that okay? Uh, if you insist. All right. Preston and Steve on ninety-three-three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter R, as in radical. All right, and let's take caller. We're gonna do a little number. Caller three. Ooh. At 215-263-WMMR. And we will give away the prize to the third caller who knows the three-lettered word this week. Uh, it's Friday. That's a wonderful thing. What uh, wonderful things do you have in plan in store for today, I should say? Uh, I like that new Revivalist song that you played. It's way. really good. First time I heard that. It's really good. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, we'll have a Bruce song in the 2 o'clock hour to uh, continue the Grand Slam, uh, or Quadronic, as I like to call it. And we'll also have uh, Jerry Cantrell tickets. We've got Workforce Box of George Harrison for birthdays and uh, also George Thurgood. And Elvis Costello is in Atlantic City tomorrow, so we shall get a block of the great EC on. Love that. All right. We will see if we can get a winner. We're looking for the third caller who happens to know the word of the week because we're sitting on a prize here. We'd like to pass along to you. That caller is David. So we go to him. Hi, David. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. All right, David, what is our word of the week, please? Air. Great day in the morning. Yeah, you got it right. Hang on a second, dude. We're going to set you up. We are going to give you an LG 65-inch UQ 7.5 series LED 4K UHD smart TV. A Lego Mandalorian helmet and a Mandalorian Season 3 poster. And the Mandalorian Season 3, streaming March 1st, is only on Disney+. Plus. So, David, congratulations. We'll get your info, and we will give that to you. I would like to thank our sponsors. The President and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. And by Trinity Rehab, with locations all over and now open in King of Prussia as well. trinity rehab Dot com. Uh, next week on the program, uh, comedian Chris Turner will be joining us. We'll have some other guests in line as well. And next week, actually one week from today, ah. the President Steve Cardboard Classic. Wow. 2.0. This time at Montage Mountain. So we will see you then, friend. Ray John, have a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hi, Phil Swift here for New Flex Super Glue. What's truly amazing is that our Flex Super Glue is so strong that just one drop virtually welds itself to the surface and can lift over three tons. Forget those old Super Glues, get the one that's new Flex Super Glue. Go to FlexSealProducts.com forward slash three-ton lift to learn more about how one drop lifted three tons. For demonstration purposes only, 